What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Friday, September 22nd, 20 and 23. A very happy Friday to you and yours. The Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock, getting you set for what should be an awesome weekend of college and pro football Hell, even some great high school football here around Central Texas with the Battle of the Lakes going on between Westlake and Lake Travis. We're talking all things football today. Jeff Howe of Horns 24-7 and, of course, Texas Sports Unfiltered. He will be joining us at 8.30 to talk a lot of Texas and Baylor. Our guy Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com will jump on the show at 9.15 to give his weekly picks that guy has been red hot both on this show with his free picks and with his money plays as well so if you're looking to make some money this weekend make sure you're tuned in at 9 15 plus a special special anniversary in the world of sports that we not only have to talk about but we get to talk about this morning we are jam-packed and ready to roll bucky good morning my friend good morning bk how are you doing my friend Oh, it is Friday, and we've got a ton of great football coming up this weekend, so I am doing great. Yeah, I'm excited about this weekend from high school through college to the NFL, and God, I don't want to be a Chicago Bear quarterback ever. <laughs> I don't want to be a Chicago Bear quarterback, a Chicago Bear fan, anything wow. with the Chicago Bears. The Bears still suck. Yeah. They really, really do, no doubt about it. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day all over this wide, wide world of sports and more. Thank you so very much for what you do for us. We do appreciate it, and we appreciate it each and every day. And be safe out there, and look out for the rain on Sunday. You're still calling it. Oh, yeah. I got a little twins in me old back there, partner. <laughs> <laughs> all oh, right. Yeah. Rain on Sunday. The buck has been pretty good with his recent weather forecasts, so... We'll see if, in fact, he is correct. And Bucky, the way he operates as a weather guesser, he says he gets 72 hours either before or after the day he predicts the rain. So if it rains at all over the next two weeks, then the buck will be 24 hours. 72 is too much. Come on. He he gets 100 hours either way. No, I'll just take the 24. If you gave me 48, I think people would be very happy about that. Would they not? Uh, 24, 24 either way. They'd be happy because it rained. I don't know if they'd be giving you credit for calling the weather. Okay, I'll, I'll go 24 either way. Uh, you know, I know how you work. If, if it rains during the Kansas game next Saturday, <laughs> you're going to be like, I told y'all it was going to rain. Oh, it's, no, it's good. It's coming. Oh, it's a coming, yes. Well, I hope you're right. Well, we got to start off the show with an annoyance, unfortunately. Um, we're doing our 5,000 subscriber sweepstakes on yes. this channel. If you haven't signed up for that, Go sign up for that as soon as possible. The video can be found on our channel. All you have to do is be subscribed to Texas Sports Unfiltered and leave a comment, not on this video, although we would love your comments on this video, but on the uh, 5K sub video. And if you do that, you're entered to win one of our great prizes that we're going to be giving away at some point next week. But unfortunately, there have been a couple of spam accounts that have been trying to get money out of our great viewers and listeners, but scammers. Yep. 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 This is unfortunate. Um, I'm sorry if this has happened to you. We have reported a number 
all of these accounts to YouTube and marked them as spam. Uh, I've gotten a few emails, a few DMs, a few texts that people have been trying to copy us. And hey, what do they say? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Absolutely. They also say stealing money is bullshit. So don't fall for anything. We say in the title, the giveaway is open through next Wednesday. So if you see any comments from somebody pretending to be Texas Sports Unfiltered, know that it's not us. And I say it in the description of the video because I had a hunch something like this was going to happen. Beware of scams. Beware of spams. Do not give out any personal information to anybody. That's not us. And you'll know it's us. And right now, you know, it's not us because the giveaway is still open for another few days. So please be smart out there. Uh, Don't get got by some of the folks on the Internet pretending to be Texas sports unfiltered. So, yeah, that's happened to you. Once again, I'm sorry if that's happened, but um, do not fall for it, please. And we will announce the real winners of our 5000 subscriber giveaway next Thursday. So there you go. I mean, people are are not honest. Hard to I believe. I was only at the place I worked previous. But I mean, I guess there's <laughs> a lot of not so honest people out there, huh? Yeah, well, on the internet, there's not a lot of honesty going on. Wow. You know, people will do whatever they possibly can to take advantage of somebody else on the internet. And then, yeah, bots and scammers and spammers, I mean, they're real and they are out there. So uh, yeah, sucks. Sucks that this is going on. Once again, we'll, we'll continue to monitor the comments on that video. And if we see any more of these fake accounts pop up, we will report them to YouTube and hide all of the comments. And we'll do what we can to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen again. But yeah, y'all be smart out there. There's only so much I can do. There's only so much we could do. You guys don't be giving out personal information. If somebody's asking you $100 to ship something to your place, know that I would never ask for that that's ridiculous like be be smart out there don't get catfished like manti teo come on okay. teo <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any of that stuff going on here with texas sports unfiltered all right we've got a fun show today a lot to get into buck well uh i just kind of want to open up with your thoughts man like what what matchups this weekend we'll talk plenty of texas baylor of course and preview that game you'll get to hear from steve sarkeesian uh, we've had a couple of baylor insiders on this station throughout the course of the week. I've got some cuts from them ready to go. But for you, just the football weekend in general, it could be Texas Baylor or it could be just one of the other matchups that really has your attention and either college football or the NFL. What are you going to be keeping an eye on the most over the next couple of days? Well, i got to keep tabs on that Notre Dame, Ohio State at Notre Dame football game. That's that's a really important game uh, all around. I mean, can the Fighting Irish find a way to take care of the Buckeyes? One of the very few times I'm going to be rooting for Notre Dame, but I will be rooting for Notre Dame this weekend. I'd mm. like to see the Fighting Irish win that game. They're a young coach. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Notre Dame jump right back into the spotlight. And if they if they win that game, that they become a real live problem. They become a real live problem to everybody from that point on. And they've got some good games to play. They've got USC still to play. You know, I think they have Clemson yet to play. So that Notre Dame team becomes real after this week if they can win that game. And then again, once once again, Ohio State's real every year until lately they play Michigan. You know, my sleeper team, that yeah. number two in the nation sleeper that I have. And uh, Jim Harbaugh will be back. So it'll be interesting. That game's interesting to me. Florida State Clemson is interesting to me. Florida State just escaped Boston College last week. Uh, the, the Fighting Eagles should have won that game last week. But 
like to see how Clemson bounces back. Clemson is still undefeated, correct? They haven't lost a game. Clemson? Yeah. They got boat I mean, raced by Duke, remember? Oh, that's right. Night? The first game they did, they lost. That's right. Yeah. So this isn't – you know, I said that Kate Klubnik will still be in the Heisman race. Well, he can bring it back right here, BK. If he has an outstanding game, you know, this could this could knock Jordan Jordan Travis out of it, but this could bring Kate Klubnik right back into the thick of things if he has one of those type of games, you know, where he's throwing for 300 yards, two or three touchdowns. He jumps right back in the race because Clemson, like they only have Notre Dame. Now they'll play – either NC State or somebody like that in the ACC, but their main game will be that Notre Dame contest. So uh, one loss doesn't knock you out, no. I don't believe. So they're, they're still in the thick of things. Oregon, of course, at home against Colorado, the Buffs. We'll, we'll find out the depth of the Colorado Buffaloes this week playing against Oregon. Oregon's got plenty of depth, and they've got a pretty good team under with Bo Nix. So we'll see how that works out. So there's a few games out yeah. there. Yeah. Of course – Texas, you know, on the road at Baylor, the number three team in the nation, the Texas Longhorns, on the road or that march to a, a conference championship starts uh, tomorrow evening. So this is this is a great weekend. You know, it's a great weekend for college. There's some interesting NFL football out there and all this NFL news that's going around. These injuries are just piling up for everybody early in the season. And when you start getting them at practice, that really sucks. Yeah. Well, it sucks anytime you get it. What's the difference? I mean, you get them at practice, you get them in the games. It all sucks when you're losing guys for a year. Feels like it sucks more at practice, right? Because that that's preventable. Some of the stuff that happens during the game. Yeah, you can sit the guy on the side over there and tell him don't practice. That's what you can do. Yeah, it's two weeks in a row for the Cowboys in practice where one of their better players had gotten hurt. Last week it was Brandon Cooks. Now he's not out for the season, but he missed the game last week against the Jets and not sure if he's going to play this weekend against Arizona. But the big one that you're talking about, Trayvon Diggs, the all-pro corner, tearing his ACL during a one-on-one drill in practice yesterday. I mean, look, I don't, I don't buy into the Cowboys anymore because they've let me down. 10 too many times for me to feel like this year is ever our year. But, God, the Cowboys looked really good over these first two weeks, and a lot of folks were saying maybe this year is a little bit different than what's been going on around Dallas over the last couple of seasons. And then it's almost like your back-to-reality moment yesterday with that Trayvon Diggs injury. That's a huge loss, man. He's one of the best corners in all of football, one of the best players on that super talented defense. That's a big-time loss for Dallas and just a reality check for a lot of Cowboys fans, and we'll see if uh, Dan Quinn and company can find a way to overcome it. But that that was brutal. Yeah, I mean, for Dan Quinn, this is where he shows his genius now because he's going to have to put one of those guys at cornerback that Dallas Cowboy fans were trying to get rid of or or place as backups to the backup to the backup. But now somebody's going to have to come out front and play and be a starter on the other side. And, you know, getting a guy from New England was a big deal. Now let's see how big that is right now. And he's not a young guy, but he's still a very good cornerback. So it's just a it's just a matter of what you do. We know the defense up front doesn't give you very much time to throw the ball anyway, but now this offense will have to step up. They've been doing well. Now they have to take it up one more notch for this defense. So it's gonna be interesting how they handle this. Yeah, look, they've got a pretty easy game. Nothing oh, super yeah. easy in the NFL, but they're playing Arizona, who's the worst team in football. Dallas is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in the desert on Sunday. So uh, the Diggs loss shouldn't affect him too much this week. The big game that every Cowboys fan is talking about is the Week 5 Sunday night game in San Francisco against the Niners, who looked really good last night in improving to 3-0. and uh, The Giants clearly have some issues. They're not very good when they're healthy, but they were really banged up. 
going into last night, and San Francisco pulled away to win that one going away, and they covered the spread. Congrats to you and your cousins out there. If you there had you San Fran, if you were betting on the Giants, what the hell are you doing? Go seek some help. But, uh, yeah, you feel like the Cowboys will be okay against some of the weaker teams they have the next couple of weeks. But then, uh, yeah, you know, games like the San Francisco game. And I think most Cowboys fans and most NFL people are just, oh, the regular season's great, but cool. The Cowboys won 12 games in each of the last two regular seasons. Yes, they have. What are they going to do in the playoffs for a lot of folks out there, myself included? Uh, all that matters is the postseason. So, we'll uh, we'll see what happens when we get there but yeah tough loss for the cowboys absolutely and, and of course the giants play without saquon barkley and teams are teams are looking for running backs teams are looking for backups at wide receiver there's there's a lot of things going on injuries to some really key guys early in the football season we're only in week 2 and this is a long 17 games this is a long football season in the NFL you know now i understand why you know they have these these off season things where you know, they have a couple, let's get together, and then you don't see these guys for months on end. Now I understand 17 games is a long, long football season in any level of football, much less in the NFL. Plus you get out there and practice and do the things you have to do in order to stay, you know, as fit and as as well-maintained as you have to in the best, you know, and, and to playing against the best there is. So that's – it's just tough on the body. Things happen. You know, you get a lot of non-contact injuries and, man – that's just that. That's I, I feel. I feel bad for the Cowboys. I feel bad for that kid. I mean, he's been. I mean, that's an All-Pro guy. That yeah. you know, he gives all. I mean, he's a turnover machine for you. He he turns the ball over. He's not just a a pass defender. He's a turnover guy. He brings you turnovers. So that's what's going to be interesting to see how they how they pick up the turnover slack of this guy because he's good for about seven or eight turnovers a year, where he just takes the ball the other way. So we'll see how that works for the Dallas Cowboys and. Yeah, the, the rest of the NFL, they're going to be very, very, very cautious at practice. But, I mean, you got to do one-on-ones. It's just one-on-one, you know. Yeah, I know. Versus a wide receiver, you make a cut, your knee goes. It it, it happens, man. Yeah, the, the non-contact injuries, hell, it can happen when you're walking out of your car, walking sure. into the building. You know, it just – it sucks. It sucks. Um yeah, the fact that it's happened a couple of weeks in a row in Dallas leads you to wonder if there is something weird happening at practice that doesn't need to be happening at practice. But odds are it's football, man. Like right. injuries happen and wrong place, wrong time. And uh, it's just unfortunate if you're a Cowboys fan. So Cowboys Cardinals this Sunday, Texans taking on the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Those are your two NFL teams in the state of Texas. You know, you asked me about a, about a college team. I'm, I'm interested to see how the Aggies handle Auburn at home. I mean that's that's a that's a big game in the SEC. It's a big game for for Texas A&M fans. That'll be interesting to see how that game goes. Auburn, you know, okay, but that's a home game for the Aggies that they should win this football game. Yeah, A&M's an eight point favorite right yeah. now. I think uh, Auburn's three and zero, and they've played two cupcakes and they played Cal. So you could argue they've played three cupcakes. Right. Uh, their game against Cal was very close. I think it was like fourteen to ten. Just a weird, low scoring, close game between those two teams. But yeah, Auburn is three and zero right now. A&M obviously two and one. They had that bad loss to Miami, sandwiched in between a couple of cupcake wins for them. Uh, yeah, this series for a long time, it was like the home team would never win. It was like the road team right. would always win. But the last couple of years, I think the home team has uh, has been able to hold serve. So, um, yeah, I think a and more talented right now. Auburn's obviously going through the uh, coaching transition. 
I would lean AM in this one. God, the Aggies getting eight points against anybody in the SEC feels like a lot right now. But we'll see what this AM defense is, man. Like, I think Connor Wegman's pretty damn good. And yes. AM's got some talent on the outside. Like Evan Stewart, Anaya Smith, those guys can play. The AM offense hasn't been that bad this season. I know they had a couple of costly turnovers against Miami, but the offense probably did enough to win that game in Coral Gables a couple of weeks ago. That defense, though, like they've only played one real team. And Tyler Van Dyke, who had all sorts of issues last year for the yes, U, he did. I mean, he picked them apart in that game. So, you know, Auburn, once again, I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're as talented as Miami. But if AM's defense is going to be blowing coverages and missing tackles the way that they were a couple of weeks ago, then Auburn's got a chance to make that one pretty interesting at Kyle Field tomorrow. Yeah, how do you feel about the uh, the Oregon game, Oregon-Colorado? I mean, this is a true test for Colorado. You know, they, they've kind of, you know, I, I didn't think they would win more than three games, three or four games this season anyway. You know, they've, they've come through. They've, they've you know, they've, they're battle-tested. But are they truly battle-tested against a, a powerful team? I mean, they – and that Colorado State team was a lot better than I thought they would be, you know, and it was a good, it was a good football game last week. But this is a team in Oregon that's got depth. They've got strength. You know, they're one of the leaders in the Pac-12, which Pac-12 has some good football teams. We can say that about them right now. It's the best conference in the country. Yes. So yeah. this is this is the true test right here. Back-to-back weeks of true tests for, for Coach Prime and his group. Well, I don't think last week was a true test. They turned it into a true test. Yeah. Now, give them credit. They were down for most of that game. They needed that 98-yard game-tying touchdown drive in the final couple of minutes to force overtime. And ultimately, they, of course, won that game in double overtime. But, I mean, they were huge favorites against Colorado State, and they could barely get by them at home. Now on the road at Eugene against a very, very talented Oregon team and an experienced quarterback who has always played well at home in spots like this. Uh, yeah, this, this kind of feels like the time where Colorado's party comes to a screeching halt now yeah I, I i would not bet against colorado like oregon's three touchdown favorites could this turn into a route because colorado's defense has some issues and without travis hunter they've got more issues yes but i i'm not touching this game like i think oregon's going to win but that's that's too many points against coach prime right now and dan lanning the coach at oregon was one of those teams ripping on Dion and ripping more so on colorado than Dion in the offseason and Colorado announced the move to the Big 12. Dan Lanning's like, yeah, I don't really remember the last time they did anything of importance in the Pac-12, so we're not going to miss them at all. Yeah, that group doesn't need much to rally around. Yeah, you know Dion, he's like Michael Jordan in the last dance, right? I took that personal. Like, yeah. that's that's how he goes. So, you know, Dion's a great motivator, maybe the best motivator in college football right now. But, but he can't talent. motivate too deep. He can't yeah. motivate the second-string guy to be the first-string guy right now. Yeah, so I, I'll pick Oregon to win that one, but uh, I don't think I can bet against Colorado with all of those points. But, man, it's it's such a great football weekend. We've got six ranked versus ranked matchups in college football tomorrow after having none last week. Now, yes. last week still gave us some entertaining games. Fortunately, we were kind of a part of one of those in Austin. But you talked about the Florida State-BC game. Georgia was down at halftime. Uh, a few other fun ones, too. But this week, like, th this is one of those – if your wife tells you you have something you need to do tomorrow, you get a divorce, okay? Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those, like, you're staying on the couch or you're going to your favorite sports bar, watering hole, whatever. You're getting your old stat beer, and you are just glued 
to your television set. Hopefully you've called AV consultations to where you have multiple oh. television sets, but this, this is one of those Saturdays. There's like one or two a year. I mean, we, everybody hearing the sound of my voice and watching my mug right now, we're all about football. We, we want to watch college football every single Saturday, regardless of what the slate looks like. But there are a couple of Saturdays every year, Buck, where it's like you just you don't want to have to do anything because they're that damn good. Yeah, I mean, and for me, like you said, AB consultations, I'm going to be laid up until we have our pregame show over at Coburn's. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm not quite to the point of I talk about getting ready to get some gardening done, but if that, if that, if that hits in the 90s still, I'm up on the couch. You know, <laughs> I have issues. I can't be out there in the sun right now messing around. Can't do it. Nope. Can't have that. So I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not quite there to be doing that stuff, but I'll tell you what, it's a great day. I've got, I've got my couch over here. I've got my relaxed the back chair. If I've got to go over to the corner over there and sit and watch on my 85 inch screen, AB consultations, TV and Sonos system over there, I'll do just that. I won't have any problems. I'll take a couple little 12 pound weights and do a couple little curls, you know, say I'm, I got to get my workout in. Oh. I can sit in the relaxed the back chair and do the same thing. That's I when mean, you know you're old. old. You're huh? old. We have one of those little foot pedals too, to make sure you get your blood flow. <laughs> I've through seen your those. Get your walk, get your steps in. I will not go that route. I'm going to tell you, I will, unless the good Lord, if the good Lord decides to take these feet, these legs, these ankles and these thighs, I will always be able to go walk somewhere. I will never, ever. Well, I mean, I either the treadmill or out there on the streets, I'll never get one of those little pedal things that you stick there by the couch and you get your steps in. No, BK, we won't go there. Mm. Certain things I won't do. I don't know. I hear that you're lifting weights while sitting right. down. That's and an old person back chair. Look at the, this thing's so firm. This chair is so wonderful. I can get, I can get them in there. You know, getting ready for next summer and the beach for next summer, 2024. How's that sound? Yeah. yeah. I feel like you're gonna get sore just from curling your arms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need weights to hurt yourself, man. Yeah. By the way, thanks to our our, our new listeners to our our channel too. Yeah. You know, I. Got myself a new doctor yesterday. Met Dr. Bennett yesterday. Went to him. Did some follow-up stuff. He's been listening. He's been, he was listening to you and I for a long time, too, when you were with us at that station. But he's now joined the YouTube channel. You know, he's, he's excited about listening to us this morning and listening to all the programs that we have. And to the new subscribers after 5,000, we continue to move upward. We're just moving we're right along, folks. Moving on up like the Jeffersons. Yeah, Absolutely. appreciate it. Appreciate the love and support that we've gotten. Tom McKay's texting in of audiovisual consultations. Says hockey training camp opened yesterday, three weeks until the season starts. Football has to load up early before the real sports begin. Oh, the hockey guy. That's right. Come on now. I'm a hockey guy myself, but yeah, you're a pretend hockey guy. That's great. Well, I'm a real I'm hockey a hockey guy. player. I'm a hockey player. What? That's right. I played hockey in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, up at the Rose Garden where we froze the ice on figure skates. I've never been on hockey skates in my life. I can't do it. I can't skate on a hockey skate, a straight blade like that. Yeah. I need the little teeth to stop, to turn and stop. And that's when I do my triple lutz, double loop, triple toe. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't because I'm straight. But <laughs> – <laughs> what, what, okay, you can't you can't call yourself a hockey player and say that you played hockey wearing figure skates, dude. Can afford hockey skates back there in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. You know how a pair of hockey skates cost? 
they're very expensive. I knew that. I didn't realize figure skates were that much cheaper. I figured they those are. were also super they're cheaper. Huh. They're cheaper, but there's nothing like getting hit with a hockey puck on a pair of figure skates, boy. Oh. You're talking about bring you down to your knees. You're talking about, wow, no pad, no nothing. That just, that puck hits those, hit that ankle area. You go down. That, you're talking about taking your feet right out from under you. Yes. I got to Boston College and I, I went down to, to the, to the hockey rink there, which BC has pretty good hockey, obviously. Boston College, the Bean Pod, BU, North Eastern that way. Yeah. Uh, Habit. You know, I've, I've, I've got on the ice there and tried to put on hockey skates. Do I slammed into the board. You're talking about not being able to stop. Trying to go sideways and swish it up. No yeah. chance. No chance. Hockey when it is. comes to figure skates, I'll get out there with you, Tom McKay, on some figure skates and go. Yeah, I don't think Tom McKay has any interest in figure skating with you, Buck. Really? No, come on. Yeah. Out in the park, me and Tom McKay, figure skates, no. <laughs> what park? Where can you figure skate here in Austin? We'll, find some, we'll, freeze, we'll, freeze some, we'll freeze a park that they play hoops in. We'll throw some water down there and freeze it, turn it into ice. And I'll tell you when, because I'll let you know when winter comes. Oh, Not like you God. on the 21st of December. I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, you're telling us we're going to have pond hockey this year here in Austin? Yeah, we are. Oh, my God. I would cry. I would cry. You would definitely cry. Happen. You would not want that, man. Oh, man. That is hilarious. <laughs> One more from Tom McKay. By the way, the text line, 512-222-9328. That's 222-9328. Make sure you text into the show if you're listening on the app or, hey, if you're watching on YouTube and you want to get involved in any form or fashion, hit us up on that text line. He says, I'm laughing so hard I nearly peed myself. You couldn't skate to save your old ass. You are an old cripple. <laughs> that is not nice. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so Jeff's joining us in about four minutes, so we'll, we won't get into Texas Baylor yet. We'll, we'll talk to Jeff, and then we'll get into that once we're done speaking with Jeff. But somebody asked in – somebody asked in. Somebody asked about the uh, Alabama Ole Miss game. And we have not talked about that. That's one of those six ranked versus ranked matchups that we've got on the slate tomorrow. Uh, Alabama coming off of a very disappointing win at South Florida last week in a game they had to play two different starting quarterbacks. And then after the game, Nick Saban said, yeah, no, we're going back to Jalen Milrow, who, of course, played against Texas, but did not play last week against USF. Milrow's back in under center for the Crimson Tide. They're back at home taking on an Ole Miss team. That's undefeated right now. Ole Miss had a pretty impressive win against Tulane, although Tulane's quarterback was Hurts in that one. Uh, Ole Miss beat up on Georgia Tech last weekend. I don't, I don't know if that's a very good win because no. Georgia Tech has been awful, it feels like, for the last 10, 15 years. But Ole Miss, 3-0, number 15 in the country, at number 13, Alabama. The Crimson Tide, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Like, it, it's, it's such a weird spot that I'm in, and I think a lot of other Texas fans are in, too, because – I think most college football fans are like programmed to hate Alabama, right? And to root against Alabama whenever right. you get the chance to. I like but to root against Lane Kiffin. That's who I like to root against too. Yeah, well, that for Texas, clown. We we want that we want that win in Tuscaloosa to look as impressive as possible. Now, sure. we we know the deal. Texas runs the table. They're making the playoff. It doesn't matter what Alabama does. It do, it does not. Texas loses a game. They're making the playoff. It doesn't matter what Alabama does. But still, like you want that win in Tuscaloosa and what you were able to pull off a couple of weeks ago now to look as impressive as possible. So it's like I'm almost I'm almost rooting for Alabama in this game. Sure. I mean, I'm rooting against Lane Kiffin. 
I don't want I don't want Mississippi to all of a sudden start to wake up. You know that program to wake up as Texas starts to move into the SEC. I want them to be down and stay down. He's been okay with them, but they haven't been great. But they have the ability to beat Alabama. But I don't think it's this weekend. I think the kid gets back to quarterback and has a great weekend. I think Alabama football has a great weekend, and that's good for Texas. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm looking forward to Alabama. I don't know if they're going to crush. I don't know if Alabama can crush anybody right now. You know. Yeah, with that I offense. They, I know one thing. They couldn't crush Texas State because Baylor couldn't crush them. Okay. Right? That is that is an absurd comparison there. Come you're on. Saying, that's right. <laughs> you're saying because Baylor couldn't beat Texas State that Alabama couldn't beat Texas State? How do you no, get there? No, there's no way. Come on. God. You've got to be – I'm as high as I can be on Texas State. The Bobcats are for real. You're high on something right now. As soon as we get that series going on, it's going to be best for both programs to get that done. Oh, my God. As Texas moves to the SEC, put the Bobcats on the schedule. You know what? Forget it. Screw it. Home and away. That's right. (laughs) Home and away. You want to go to the square? Why not? Come on. Man, I do love the square. Green Hall, let's go. That is hilarious, man. Oh my God. Yeah, Texas. You, State. Want, you want Baylor? You want to play Baylor every year? You want not every year? No. no. I said it yesterday. I want to rotate Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU. Play one of those three every year and then rotate them. That's what I'm looking for. Most Texas fans think I'm crazy. Most Texas fans are like you. Not nah, a hell with Baylor. We don't need to play those fools anymore. Bye, bye and goodbye. Good riddance. To hell with your mark you. We don't need to play those jabronis anymore. No, ever. Never. That's how, that's how most people are feeling right now. But I don't know. I think Bama wins this one. Uh, they don't. They're not going to lose back-to-back home games under Nick Saban, right? Like it's it's such a big deal that they lost one of those this year. I mean, they're not going to lose two straight in Tuscaloosa with that no. guy as their head coach. No, that's not. You're telling, you're telling me Steve Sarkeesian became the first Saban assistant in decades to beat Nick Saban in his home stadium. Right. And you're telling me Lane Kiffin's about to do that again? Like it's going to happen back to back? Not not Joey Freshwater. No, (laughs) that's not going to happen. Joey Freshwater. No, 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 no. Love that guy. He is out of Del Boca Vista now, so he is not going to go to Tuscaloosa (laughs) and get that done. Oh, man. All right. Before we uh, bring Jeff Howe onto the program, let's give some love to some of our other great sponsors. Uh, Bucky, you talked about Relax the Back a little bit earlier, but we'll give them some more pub. They've got the goods, and they're also giving away a really nice pillow as a part of our 5,000 subscriber giveaway. Love it. The Techno Gel pillow is a, is, is a pillow that really it, it, it works to the contours of your neck, your your shoulders, and part of your back. And it's one of those gel pillows that keeps you cool at night, you know, when you get that little sweat on, when you start thinking about that big bet you're going to make the, des- the next day and you start to get a little sweat on, this is the pillow that's going to cool you down. It's a $200 pillow we're giving away. That's a part of our giveaway for our 5,000 subscriber. But Relax the Back, it is the place that I needed to have. I'm, I'm so thankful I found them years and years ago after I had thoracic back reconstruction. And the relaxation that I get from uh, Relax the Back is phenomenal. My back couldn't be happier. Their motto is to live wellness. And folks, you can get you can find out about the gravity recliners that they have, the stand-up desks that they have, temperpedic mattresses that they've got, and they've got those human scale office chairs, desks, and they have all the accessories that you need. This pillow is just an accessory, but it's a great accessory. I couldn't be happier with the chair that I'm in right now, BK. It is fabulous. And it gives me the 
and I'm going to move it out from behind this desk when I'm watching college football tomorrow. I mean, from 11 o'clock on until it's time to do the pregame show, I'm bringing the chair out from behind the desk, bringing it over there to sit right in front of that AB consultations, beautiful TV, and just chill with my weights. That's right. One, two, three, four. Now, Relax Back has two locations at the Hill Country Gallery across from the Whole Foods in Austin, at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live pain-free like the buck with Relax the Back. Hey, guess what time it is, Buck? Oh, you didn't have that yesterday. You're a little down. You didn't have your Olipop with you. I was a little cranky yesterday because I didn't have the Olipop. I knew something was wrong. I knew I was missing something when we started the show yesterday. But now we're set. We're ready to roll with Olipop, the best soda that's out there, and a soda that is actually good for you. You're getting nine grams of fiber with every single can of Olipop, only two to five grams of sugar in every can as well. Tons of great flavors. I got the root beer. They've got the classic soda flavors like root beer, cola, lemon, lime, cherry cola, grape. They've got it all, plus a couple of other unique flavors as well. This stuff is awesome. Seriously, I'd given up on soda. I had sworn off soda for years because of how bad it is for you. Well, Olipop, they found a way to make a great tasting soda that's actually good for you. Not only is it not bad for you, it's actually good for you. You get digestive health benefits with every single can of Olipop. Just want everyone to know that I actually do drink this stuff, and it's not just random product placement going on here just opening up the top and just sitting to the side <laughs> just now nah, dude this thing will be gone by the end of the show at 10 o'clock so get you some olipop at target walmart whole foods costco heb wherever you go to buy your groceries you can find olipop all right every friday at 8 30 we bring on one of our favorites one of the great members that we have here at texas sports unfiltered and a phenomenal writer over at horns 24 7 and a guy who celebrated his birthday yesterday the great Jeff Howe. Jeff, good morning. Happy belated, my friend. Thank you, BK. Always good to join the program. You know what? Happy birthday, man. Thanks, Buck. You're a young guy, 27, 28? Yeah, for the 12th time. Wow. <laughs> uh, my what? brother, my brother, I want to thank him for sending me uh, a text yesterday that said, congrats on being a man, finally, you're 40, with the creepiest, Photoshop picture of my face on Mike Gundy's body I've ever seen. So that, oh, thing, that thing is going to haunt my nightmares. So I appreciate it. Oh, I kind of want you to send me that so I can screen share it to all of our viewers out there. Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you that here in a little bit. If I look, if I could send you a picture of my dog's three pound tumor, I'll send you a picture of. Uh, <laughs> oh, beautiful! Of me, uh, of me man. superimposed on Mike Gundy. That's awesome. Yeah, today is actually the anniversary of that Mike Gundy rant. So wow. Uh huh. We're going to play that a little bit later. And hell, we might see that and hear that a few different times on this channel today. Because for my money, Jeff, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this before we dive into Texas Baylor. For me personally, that is the best coaching press conference rant of all Ooh. time. Hell, I'll say coaches and players. Like to me, the best sports press conference rant of all time is the Mike Gundy one, in part because of I was a radio producer, obviously, for a long yeah. time. And there's like 15 drops that I got and played religiously uh, from that Gundy rant. So it holds a special place in my heart. But for my money, that's number one. I like the uh, the short and sweetness of Dennis Green because that I was watching that Monday night game like while it was happening, like yes. in the moment when the Bears are who he thought they were. So that's Dennis Green's probably number one. Gundy's up there, but if I'm – 
If I got to go with one, I'm going with Dennis Green, Monday okay. Night Football. Yeah, they're both classics. They yeah. they really are. Two good choices there. All right, Jeff. So let's dive into this game tomorrow. You guys at twenty four seven have been all over. You know, I'm I'm gonna start with this. You asked. A phenomenal question during Sark Zoom yesterday about the wide receiver rotation, right? You asked about Nayor, but then you kind of turned it into a, hey, would you like to get some of the other wide receivers on the field a little bit more? Uh, your thoughts on what Sark had to say about that, and do you think we get more of a rotation at wide receiver tomorrow, or is it just going to be more of the same? No, I mean, this is par for the course for kind of who Sark has been since he got back to, to college football after that two-year stint in the NFL. I mean, you go look at Bama. Uh, the two years he was at Alabama, the receiver rotation was really, really small. Uh, we saw it be that way, you know, his first couple of years at Texas and just didn't play a ton of guys. Now, we know last year a lot of that was just due to you didn't have bodies. You know, Casey Kane was playing a lot more last year because you just didn't have anybody. You know, Jatavian Sanders, for all intents and purposes, was your number three receiver. And, and you had two of the best backs in the country, so there was no reason for you to – you know, waste down. As I always say, when you're when you've got the the decision, you know, if you want to be, it seems like in college football now, you're either predominantly like an eleven personnel offense or twelve personnel offense. And to me, the decision between the third wide receiver or the second tight end is okay. What what's going to cause more conflict to a defense? So, like, if you were Texas last year, would would Casey Kane cause more conflict to a defense or Gunner Helm? Well, at that point, it's kind of a toss up. Right. So you basically just doubled down on your strength saying, okay, we got maybe the best backfield in college football. Let's just line up a 12 personnel, run the football. Now you're going to be more of an 11 personnel offense. I do like the versatility sarcasm now, but it it all comes back to BK, the fact that his receiver rotations, the top really for Sark, the top three guys at the receiver position gobble up. And I've crunched the numbers. It's I think it's between 85 and 90% of the targets throughout the year. So I, I do think as, as we go forward in this, I think you will maybe see a little bit more of, of Jonte Cook and Isaiah Nayer are really the two guys that, that come to mind. And, and Nayer's deal is a little bit different because, you know, that injury rehab, I mean, that's no joke. And then come a guy, a, a vertical speed guy coming back from an ACL tear, you know, when does he get comfortable enough to just go cut it loose? That's, I think that's a big deal. So, uh, you know, it, you hear Sark talk about, you know, safety rotation, for example, and, he says, "Well, we you know we just want to play a bunch of guys, but then it's really smaller receiver. I just think, I just think that's par for the course. I don't think that's a knock on those other guys. I just think Sark doesn't like having a big receiver rotation, and the fact that now with the clock rules in college football, you're getting fewer plays, so there's just fewer opportunities to do it. There's less incentive for him to do it now. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. I, I know you get you get into a rotation, and your rotation is you got three guys, and I don't rotate anybody." If, right. I, if somebody needs a breather, they'll come in for two plays, and then they're going out. They don't stay for the whole series. As soon as my guy catches his breath, he's back in the game uh, of the top three. But we heard that Nayor was in fine physical shape. I mean, he's he's on that same trajectory as Michael Gallup is for the Dallas Cowboys with me. Is that knee – Can he? does he have that kind of explosion that he had originally, which, you know, this kid's just coming off of this thing. So I'm, I'm going to say as much as they want to tell you during the course of – Summer practices, yeah, he's he's as quick, he's ready to go, but he's really, really not, you know, when it comes to game speed. He's okay at practices and making some maneuvers and things, but when you get into a game, your your trust level for a guy like that turns different when yeah. you have another guy that's 100% healthy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This guy hardly hasn't been in the games. It, it's, inter- it's interesting, too, Buck. There's a couple of ways to look at this. I think, for one, Sark has to look at the long game because – 
look at that receiver group right now, right? Think about what it's going to look like in 2024. Jordan Whittington doesn't have any eligibility left. So whether, no. you know, whatever happens with Jay Witt this year, this is it. We all expect Xavier Worthy to go pro. And if A.D. Mitchell goes pro, now you're you're kind of reloading there with your top three guys. So, you know, you'd like Nair to stick around. Uh, you know, I don't have any reason to believe Jontae Cook won't. But, man, in this day and age of the portal where tampering is running rampant, you never know. So uh, if I'm Sark, I've got to be cognizant of that. And it's it's really, you know, I hear all this stuff that, well, Sark's going to play the best guys. That's what he said. Right. But you look everywhere else. They rotate pretty much every position with the exception of offensive line and wide receiver. Quarterback's a different deal. I hope you're not sure. rotating quarterbacks, but yeah. you're, you're rotating every position except your offensive line right now. And, you, and again, with Cole Hudson's injury, now you have no incentive to rotate on the offensive line and, and you don't rotate a receiver. So, uh, you know, yeah, Sark does, they, they do like rotating bodies on defense, but they're just, at this point, they're just. I'll believe I believe when I see it that they're going to do it on, on those positions. It's not like they're all on the same page the first three, yeah. as a matter of fact. And they haven't been consistent enough catching the ball to sit them on the bench, bring them back in, and they drop another one. I mean, the consistency is not there with the three guys that they have. I mean, right. you know Xavier Worthy is, is that guy. He's your big play guy, period, on your football team. So you got to have him in most of the time. But the other two positions, hell, I mean – and tight end, hell, the, when, the, when the defensive tackles get more catches than your alleged All-American tight end, cut me a you're not, break. You're not letting that go, are you? No, I'm not <laughs> letting that go. That's the silliest thing I've ever seen. And I'm not saying that, that that screws you up. That's, hey, a score is a score. I don't care who catches the touchdown. But, dude, when they're out in the middle of the field and that guy's in the game, you need to start finding ways to get him the ball. And you can't say, oh, they're doing something new on defense to take him away. You're not taking that guy away from you. You're taking that guy away from you. Yeah, Nobody else I, is taking him away. My thing with the passing game against Wyoming, I actually do agree with Sark on, on the, his criticism of it because I felt this way watching it in the moment. Like, the, everybody's to blame for how it looked against Wyoming. Like, if the receivers were getting open, yeah. Quinn, was, Quinn was off target. If the ball was there, they're dropping it. Or, you know, the two times they tried to throw it to JT Sanders down at fringe red zone area, those play calls left a lot to be desired. So everybody took turns screwing it up last week. You know, after after your pass game looked really competent, really good against Alabama, everybody yes. took turns screwing it up last week against Wyoming. When you start looking at Baylor, <laughs> incentive feels like a word I'm using a lot today. You know, you look at Baylor's numbers defending the pass, you're like, oh, man, they're a top 20 pass defense. But this is where the raw numbers can fool you. Go look at Baylor's numbers against the run. Teams haven't had an incentive to throw the football against no. Baylor because they can't stop a nosebleed no. in terms of stopping the run. So, uh, you know, can you test Baylor? Yeah, but, man, if I'm Sark, this is a week where I think you can get back to your roots of, hey, they're not very good stopping the run. We know they're not very good stopping the run. I need to get this offensive line this running game going. Let's just see if we can come out and just pound the rock right at them, beat them into submission early, and then yes. just kind of run our offense for the last three quarters. Yeah, I mean, that I mean, sounds fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, kind of following up on that, Jeff. Do you think that will be the game plan? Because look, I mean, Texas is three and oh, right? And it's the first time they've been three and oh since 2012. So I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm complaining too much, but uh, this offense, especially early on in games, has left a lot to be desired, especially in the games against Rice and Wyoming. Uh, it, it feels like Texas has opened up trying to throw to set up the run. 
early on this season. Do you think maybe they flipped the script because of Baylor's ineptitude at stopping the run? I would just because the thing I worry about with Baylor is the kind of pressure package. Let me look. Sark even said it yesterday. They can change coordinators all they want. This is Dave Aranda's defense, and they've seen this Texas offensive line struggle at times with delayed blitzes or kind of you know muddied fronts where you, know, you can really screw up you know, pass blocking assignments and and who's passing who off and who's picking what up. Uh, and then you've got different pressures that you can bring. So if I'm Sark, I try to say, you know what, you, you can do all that if you want to, but we're just going to pound the football right at you. The, the challenge there is, you know, Baylor, when they're, when their defense is healthy, their most experienced part of their defense is their, their defensive line. I mean, you'll see names, you know, TJ Franklin, Gabe Hall. I mean, those guys seem like they were there, during the Bryles era. It seems like those guys have been there for a minute. But other than that, you know, Matt Jones is a pretty solid linebacker in the Big 12. But, man, if I'm Sark, I, especially especially considering you got a guy in DJ Campbell, who I think we can all agree, DJ Campbell's really talented. And I think by the time he's done here, he's going to be really good. But right now, a much better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, game, the throw to set up the run, BK, I think that's more of it can serve that purpose, but I think that's more of get Quinn in a rhythm early, get him some confidence. I think this week I work on getting DJ Campbell some confidence just because you don't have the Cole Hudson safety net anymore. I mean, and if you're rotating somebody in there, now you're bringing in Nato Mayazulu who, who has less experience than Campbell, and you're looking at shuff, uh, shuffling some pieces around. So I, I think it serves it serves you better to start trying to see if you can just pound the football at Baylor and you know Jatavian Sanders man he's a willing blocker so Buck that's I know that's not an ideal way to get your receiving tight end involved in the game plan but at least you know as your move guy you run a lot of split zone to get him involved or he's blocking back against the formation man just as long I think as he's involved in the offense early on I think he'll still stay engaged and you'll be all right so I I just think running the I just think running the football all the way around BK is just a, a better option for you to start this game. Well, I agree with you when it comes to him being engaged because in the fourth quarter, he's not engaged. If you're not trying to get him the ball or even in run blocking and, yeah. and going to his side where he has – he's one of the focal points over there. If I mean, it just it's just like human nature as a player. Coach, you're not getting me involved at all. You don't even run the ball where I'm going. You run it away from me. And, hell, you don't throw it to me. No, so what do, you, what do you want me to do? You want me to be there for you in the fourth quarter? I mean, when you, when you talk about a guy – and all this praise you hype upon these guys, like he did with Jordan Whittington when he first got there. And then, you know, because of injury and that, and now Jordan Whittington gets the ball, but now lately he hasn't. He's been dropping a few balls, but you got to use the guys that you talk about that you love, you have to use those guys. Yeah. They hear it, they know that you're out there in the media talking about how much you, you care about them. They've got great hands, they make great catches. Well, in games, show them that love, let them understand they're a big part of it. And I think Sanders, when he's not involved early, is not engaged late in football games. It's just kind of human nature to me. But running the ball against that group, I don't care if they put up eight, nine-man fronts. They can go ahead. But if they get caught where they're out of position, uh, Jeff, as you say, and, and they've got problems once you get past the, the line of scrimmage. they got okay yeah. linebackers, but you can gut them. If they're trying to overexert themselves by putting pressure on you in the run game, they better be in their right lanes. Because yeah. Jonathan Brooks, who I think is fantastic, will hurt them. And, and the quick screens and the, and the, the balls that are just flare outs to the running backs, that will, that will screw you up. You'll start to play some base defense and, and just hold on to the fourth there. And now you can throw the ball because there won't be that much pressure on your quarterback. Because I don't think they can hold up to either run or pass. Yeah. I, I just don't. 
but I think you have to get after him early with the run. Show that you're ready to run the ball in the first quarter like you've been ready over the last two games in the fourth quarter. Yeah, to me, the name of the game on offense in college football right now is how quickly can you get the opposing defense out of a too high safety shell? Yes. Because you know, when you're in a too high, you can do a lot more with your coverages. That means you trust your front against the run. Man, if you're going one high, now that means you're dropping an extra defender into the box to account for the run. But what does that? What else does that mean? Now you got one on one with your receivers on the outside because there's only you can buck. You know you can only do so much if you got right. if you got single high safety. There's only so much you can do from a coverage standpoint, and it's much easier to exploit. So I think part of the way you do that is pounding the football. And and I'll say this: I see you know I, I like following the comments while we're doing this because people talking about this offense being dead last. Well, I I think you know there's you look at some of the analytics like Texas is last in the country. Now Texas should never be last in the country in any statistic offensively, but they're last in the country in offensive efficiency. That speaks directly to the inconsistency with this offense. Cause what is, how do you measure offensive success rate in college football? It's not efficiency, it's success rate. How do you measure success rate? How are you staying on schedule? In other yeah. words, you know, does it look like, are you getting X number of yards to the first down on first down on second down on third down? Well, last year, you your success rate was high because Bijan and Roshan could get you back on schedule if right. you were off schedule. And more often than not, those guys were keeping you on schedule. But go look at how just ineffective and, you know, just not good, quite frankly, Texas has been on first down a lot of times. You know, you go back and look at some of these games, like I think in the Rice game, their to-go distance on third down was almost 10 yards. I mean, thank, thank goodness you were playing Rice because you're not going to beat anybody worth their salt if you're in third and 10 all day you well, know, to continue to throw the ball on first down and get nothing out of it and throw three straight downs and not move the ball forward whatsoever and your quarterback's not quite loosened up or whatever it is with your receivers that's that's that can be a problem that's why you have to test them in the run game I don't care if it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be on first down but you know you have second down also to still run the football for six seven yards the way yeah. these guys run I, I think the big challenge for Sark is Man, and as we get into conference, this is these defensive coordinators and defensive-minded coaches that now he's seen yes. multiple times now. You know, it's 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 Dave Aranda this week, and two weeks is going to be Brent Venables. Those guys have studied Sark. They've now called games against Sark, and Dave Aranda did it back when he was at LSU and Sark was at Alabama. The challenge now for Sark is those guys understand your tendencies. Can you break tendency and still keep this offense successful? That's harder to do when you're just as, as erratic as this offense has been. So I just think this is a good week to get back. You And you, you're going to have to break tendency. I, I don't – maybe not against Baylor, but there are going to be games, probably the Oklahoma game in two weeks, and there will be games on the schedule where you'll have yes. to break tendency and do things to move the ball and win football games. But I think this is a good week just to get back to – and I think, guys, what, what this all amounts to is, is I think there's one question that we have to ask, and, and I don't think anybody has a definitive answer. What is the identity of this offense right now? Yeah. Like, what what do they hang their hat on? I don't know what it is yet, and I don't even know that Sart knows what it is yet. Maybe it is Quinn Ewers in this passing game, but you know what? Maybe it's Jonathan Brooks. I don't know, but I think this is a good week to to figure out if, if your identity, because Sark at the end of the day wants to be he wants to he wants to be over an offense, and he's he says it ad nauseum now that can run the football when the other team knows you want to run the football, when you have to run the football. I think this is a good week to really figure out 
kind of what your identity is. And if it's Jonathan Brooks, if it's one of the football, I, I think Baylor's a really good opponent to to try yeah. to test that theory. Yeah, and guys, I think that I, I think what he does now in the fourth quarter, his team is so physically fit, so athletic that when other teams are starting to wear down in the fourth quarter, they know they're going to run, but they can't stop it. Yeah, I, I think Texas. I I think whoever's you know strength and conditioning coach has done such a fine job through a really, really tough summer for teams all over this country. But for Texas in particular, that offensive line and that defensive line have come to play in the fourth quarter so far that we've seen. And so I think teams, when it's time to start running it down their throat, whether it's the middle, the beginning of the fourth quarter, or you have to run the clock out with a couple first downs, I think this team physically is just that much better than the teams that they've played against, and that in- including Alabama. They just have been more physical and more ready to play and run the ball. You just got to get to that point in the beginning of the game where you say, we're going to do it to you in the first quarter. We don't have to wait till, the, till you get tired. We want you when you're fresh. We're going to shove this ball down your ass when you're fresh, not when you're tired. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, I don't. You lost no, me there no. at the end. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I lost you there, but you want to shove it down your throat when you're fresh. How's that? There not much better. That better? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit better. Okay. Uh, no, but here's – Here's the thing, too, when you uh, – man, Buck, that's that, – BK that's, and I, I think we both gave each other the same yeah. the same look right there. Take that uh, deep breath, yes. On that deal, yeah. Um, but, no, when, when you're talking about, you know, what the strength of this team and you're talking about the talent level, Buck, I, there's no question. Like, Texas, pretty much the rest of the way, their, their starting 22 is going to be – it's going to be better than the other team starting 22. Here's the difference, though, and, and we did this, uh, I think, two, last week for our, our staff roundtable on the site, and, and the question was, what gives you confidence Texas can take this win over Alabama and spin it forward and have the kind of season that we all think they can have? And we all gave different answers, but I think my guy Jordan Scruggs, our, our recruiting reporter, hit it on the head. He said, man, it's depth. And I started looking at it like, man, when's, when's the last time we saw a Texas team that had this kind of depth? And I mean talented depth where – the drop off between the first guys and the second guys with within multiple position groups. Sometimes you don't really notice who's on the field. Like I right. think you're, you, you're that way at safety right now. Like for the most part, like what, whatever combination you're running back there, like you don't feel like, Oh my gosh, that guy's really out of place. And defensive line is the same thing. And then there's a couple other position groups like that on the team. I think that's part of it too, Bucky. I think, and this goes back to rotating guys in. And I think you'll see that again tomorrow, especially on defense. The more you rotate guys in, the fresher you can keep your frontline guys in the fourth quarter. I think Sark is Sark is willing to, and I think that's another thing we need to look at too. He's willing to sacrifice maybe some continuity throughout the game to make sure, hey, I want to make sure my right. best 22 guys are ready to go during the fourth quarter. I don't want any excuses why guys can't finish the job in the yeah. fourth quarter. And I think that a lot of that goes back to depth, but to your point, Buck, that goes back to, to Tory Becton and the strength program and the way this staff is recruited and, and develop players that you can, that you have enough trust in your guys right. to, to, to rotate guys in, keep some guys fresh, make sure they're ready for the fourth quarter. And, and no, I don't, I can't think of anybody else in the big 12, especially Baylor right now that has that kind of depth that can match Texas from a depth standpoint. And quite frankly, guys, if we're being honest, there aren't that many teams in the country, I don't think, right now that can match Texas from a depth standpoint. 
No, I'm with you. Jeff Howe, Horns 24-7 and Texas Sports Unfiltered, joining us for a few more minutes here on Bucky and BK. By the way, Jeff will be on this afternoon with Trey from 3 to 5, yes. so you'll get a double dose of Jeff oh, here on Texas Sports we'll, we'll Doc, Trey, and I, Buck, will probably be talking about where you want to stick footballs this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'll hey, tell you about week. insertion there for uh, sure. God, gross. <laughs> I'm changing the subject. Last week, Jeff, you, you said, look, I, I don't know how Wyoming's going to score – against this Texas defense. Well, outside of that 62-yard touchdown run on the first drive of the game, they, they really couldn't. I know they had that 10-minute drive that turned into a field goal, but the Texas defense bowed up, and anytime you give up 10 points in a game, you're going to win in college football here in 2023. What about Baylor, man? I mean, this offense has been rough, and it's gotten worse since Blake Shapen got hurt. Dominic Richardson, their best running back, is probably not going to play tomorrow. I mean, how – like, what is Baylor going to even try to do against this Texas defense? And is there anything that they can do that scares you tomorrow? There's nothing Sawyer Robertson has shown me through the few games I've watched him. And I'm probably one of the few guys that watched that second half of that Baylor-Texas State game in its entirety. Uh, man, and Bucky, we talked about it. I think all three of us talked about it coming off of that weekend, that first weekend of games. It's not like Texas State beat Baylor with smoke and mirrors. Like, they just straight up beat Baylor. And, you know, it felt like you could tell, okay, Baylor loses to Texas State. They're kind of last gasp. They're, they're going to throw everything they've got at Utah. It, it probably honestly should have won that game, but they didn't. Uh, and really, really uninspiring football last week against Long Island. I mean, that's a Long Island team that's won eight games in the last five seasons. So that's not a very it's, – it's an FCS program. It's not a very good FCS program. So – that said, if Baylor's going to have really have kind of that last gasp, they've got that before you hear the death rattle, it, it's going to be on Saturday. Because trust me, th- we don't know the next time these two teams are going to play. That fan base would really love nothing more than to win this football game. Oh, for sure. On, on Saturday. Well, so I, I think you're, you're going to see an effort from Baylor that's not going to match up with what you've seen on tape. Uh, you can say it's their Super Bowl or however you want to couch it, but you know you're you're going to get Baylor's absolute best shot because, heck, with a win over Texas, no, their fan base isn't going to care what happened the first three games. If they no. beat Texas to open Big 12 play, that completely kickstarts their season. It, it restarts it, and it, it gets them on the up and up. So I, I think if you're Texas, you can't come out slow. But, man, at the end of the day, BK, I'm, I'm with you. Like, they're – you look at their receiver room right now. I mean, uh, my guy uh, Eric Henry at Horns Twenty Four Seven put it put it really well uh, in our staff predictions, which come out here in about a half hour. Like you, Baylor's best playmaker on offense is probably Monterey Baldwin. But if he hasn't been in Dave Aranda's doghouse or dealing with an injury, then he's just pretty much been MIA. And they just it's it's really weird to see how their skill talent has dwindled throughout the years here to where it is now. I mean, it's these are not these are not your Kendall Wright, you know Denzel Mims, right. Corey Coleman, Baylor offenses. They don't have that kind of skill talent right now. Uh, I do think Baylor can keep it close, but man, at the end of the day, it's another game where unless Texas just starts putting the ball on the ground or just has a bunch of penalties that that stall drives or or get you know get things off kilter. I just don't see Baylor doing enough offensively short of Texas just shooting themselves in the foot, just shooting their foot off for Baylor to win this football game. I just, you know, I, I haven't seen it yet. Jeff, do you, do you feel like Sark, I mean, are the players at Texas, are they mature enough to understand 
what what's ahead of them. I mean, besides game to game, the old coaches, all that other bullshit coaching cliche stuff. Yeah, I mean, are they, are they old enough and mature enough to understand where they really are in the the football realm of of what we're talking about in college football right now? Even going into this football game, do they understand they can't have these these little drop offs here and there, or they could get beat. Yeah, the big prize there. They've done a good job of taking accountability for it, but you know that's kind of like when when you know my wife asks me ten times in a row to take out the trash and and I forget and I'm saying my bad. After a while, saying my bad's not enough. Like no. I just want to see you do it when I ask you to do it. So I think that's kind of where this team is right now. Like they, they've taken accountability, and I think th- it is a mature team. I do think, but at some point, it's like all right, you can talk about having accountability of not playing up to a standard at some point, if you want to get to where you want to be, you just got to play to the standard. That's, that's, that's as simple as I could put it. And and again, Saturday's a really good game to start because I'm telling you, we'll, we'll talk about this next week. Uh, and, and we can talk about it in, in much more positive terms. If Saturday goes the way you know we expect it to go, but BK that game coming up next Saturday with the Jayhawks rolling in DKR at two 30, that is the game. I, and I'm not joking. Ask anybody who I talk to about college football regularly. That is the game I've had circled as the oh shit, you you better you better be on it on Saturday because that that quarterback on the other side of the field, he will be good enough to make you pay. He will be good enough to score enough points to get his team there in the fourth quarter. So again, this is a really good week to just recenter, refocus. Go go take care of business. Or there there is nothing. And Bucky, you've you've coached in these games, right? There is nothing more satisfying for a co- for a group of coaches and a group of players that when you're facing an inferior opponent and you just you just bury them, you just crush whatever hope they thought they might have to stay in the game. Right. You could crush that in the fourth quarter, and then you see heads hanging on the other sideline, and you say, okay, we're in control of this game. Let's just go finish it off and, and move on to next week. Yeah. That when I see me- clipboards being slammed to the ground, I know yeah. I'm in a good position. Yeah, I think it's more tablets now, Buck. And oh, oh, I'm but, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry about that. There's no, When I see tablets being thrown into the next, stands, that's next thing problem. you know, you were talking about you me watching the VHS tapes. Oh, <laughs> typewriters. The, the, oh, the actual, the, because back when Bucky did it, it was the actual tape. You had the VHS tape. Oh, yeah. yeah no kidding. Um, but no, this is, a, again, I, I just like this game for Texas to be one where Dude, just get back to playing to a standard. You know, in a, in a sense, style points don't matter at this point, but in a, in a sense, they do matter because the style points are, are you playing to a standard? Are you winning games? If you look, fair or not, if this team wants to get where we all think it can be, you've got to start beating the teams you're supposed to beat the way you're supposed to beat them. And on the road. Yeah. And on the road. Well said. Well said, Jeff. That's great stuff, as always. Thank you for joining us, my friend. Happy belated birthday, and uh, looking forward to listening to you and Trey this afternoon. Hey, for old time's sake, instead of playing this game in McLean Stadium, can everybody just like bring lawn chairs to the parking lot where Floyd Casey used to be? And <laughs> oh, just play that it there? would be a great place for me, man. I Dude. love that place. <laughs> Screw that, that place. Great, great that's that's now. the origin, BK. You didn't like parking on the grassy knoll over there that was the parking lot? Uh, well, the last time I was there was probably the last time you were there. It was the last time all of us were there for that ice bowl. Oh, thank, God. thank God I was upstairs inside most of that day. It's brutal. Hey, but didn't didn't your uh, the genesis of your back issue start at a when at I slipped Floyd on Casey my ass Stadium? and fell? Yeah. When, when I was ready to, to run out to Chuck Reedy and tell him what a piece of crap he was, <laughs> and everybody was waiting for me, and I went flying out there, and there was a penalty thrown. It wasn't thrown on me, but it was thrown, and the game wasn't over, and I started to fly out there. My the 
Yeah, Ricky and those guys are looking at me like, what are you going to go say to coach? I said, I got some words to say to him. I went out there and, the, and I slipped and my legs went out from under me and I landed on my back. And the official looked at me and goes, coach, there's another, there's a penalty. There's another play going on. What, what are you doing? What are you doing halfway out here, out yeah. by the numbers? Falling oh, on that, I, that painted concrete at Floyd Casey that was the AstroTurf. Oh, so basically what you're saying is the folks that relax the back should now go find Chuck Reedy and Gerard Douglas and shake oh. their hands and thank them for, for you injuring your back so they can supply you with those awesome chairs. I just needed something. I just needed something to make me dislike that group down there besides Art Bryles. And, that, and I, it started before Art Bryles. <laughs> this all happened way before that. I just needed to get a Gerard Douglas reference in before I signed yeah. off with you guys. So I got glad, a little bit. I, I got a little better player than him. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I think you ended up with the better end of the deal. Yes, for sure. <laughs> All right, guys. See you. See you, Jeff. There he goes, Jeff Hal Horns twenty four seven, and of course Texas Sports Unfiltered. Who's calling you, Buck? That's my that's my pacemaker again. You oh, your pacemaker. Yeah, <laughs> that's how the pacemaker works. Uh, yeah, your heart's beating that loud, huh? Absolutely. All right. Hey, some, uh, some shout outs to some of our great sponsors. We've got a new sponsor to talk about this. Tell me about it. You see the top right portion of your screen. I see a little dog. Dog. How about that? On a nice piece of furniture from our friends at Great Blue Heron Furniture. This stuff, dude. Heron, the bird, the bird, oh. the, the bird you can't shoot. That bird is, that's a protected species. What, the dog? No, the dog's a protected species too, but so is the bird, the heron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heron, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't shoot either of those things. No. Not going to end well for you. Great Blue Heron Furniture, a leather furniture company that's been around since 1991. They focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. This stuff is beautiful, and it's the highest quality furniture that you can find. The owner of the company, Matt, met with him a couple of times over the last week. Great dude, Longhorn grad, the lead manufacturer for Great Blue Heron Furniture, is one of my best friends' dads. Actually, two of my best friends. A couple of brothers I grew up with in the Metroplex. Their pops. This guy is one of the best people I know. Like, I'd, I'd go to war for that, dude. I'd go to war for this company. Like, you cannot, you will not find more stylish, more comfortable, and more well-built furniture out there. Great Blue Heron Furniture. There's actually a link in our video description. They gave us our own collection. That's nice. right. We have our own Texas Sports Unfiltered Collection. If you want to check it out, and look at some of these gorgeous pieces, you can do so by clicking that link. And if you use the promo code HOOKEM, you're going to get 15% off. It's a big deal with this type of furniture. 15% off with the promo code HOOKEM. These guys have been featured in Texas Monthly, in Cowboys and Indians, everywhere. It's a legit company that's been around for a long time. I'm telling you, if you're looking for furniture that looks amazing and is built to last for decades, look no further than Great Blue Heron furniture we thank them for jumping on board here with us at texas sports unfiltered and bk if you're seeking specialized patient focused orthopedic care contact our expert and the friends over at texas orthopedics now these physicians are about comprehensive surgical non-surgical and orthopedic for children and adults that means if you've got a problem with your back like the buck or your shoulder or your elbow or your knees they're going to help you with the non-surgical stuff first and then if you need to have surgery you're going to have Christopher Danny or Chris Stockton. These guys are experts and they're surgeons over there at Texas Orthopedics. Coach uh, 
Chris Danny, as a matter of fact. They are dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you right back into good health and to make sure your quality of life is fantastic. Visit TXOrtho.com for more information. Texas Orthopedics, one of the largest independent orthopedic practices in the state of Texas. Go to TXOrtho.com for more information. Yes, indeed. And a shout-out to our friends at SyntexTickets.com. If you're looking for tickets to Texas and Baylor, they've got them. SyntexTickets.com. You can buy them tonight. You can buy them tomorrow morning. Make that drive up I-35 to Waco, and then drive back right after the game because you don't want to be spending any extra time in Waco. No. They've got those tickets. SyntexTickets.com. Every college football game. If you're an Aggie fan, you want to go to that AM auburn game, boom, you can buy your tickets right there at Syntex Tickets. Concert tickets, Broadway shows, ACL Music Festival, they're all there on site right now at SyntexTickets.com, and they're going to be giving us a pair of tickets to give to you people as part of our 5,000 subscriber giveaway. And we said this at the start of the video. We'll say it again. Do not get got by spammers or scammers. There are a lot of them. We've got fake Texas sports unfiltered accounts spamming the comments line telling some of you that you won. No, the contest is still open. It says in the title of the video, the contest is open through the 27th. So ignore all of that stuff. We've been reporting those fake accounts to YouTube, marking them as spam, getting them kicked off. I'll keep monitoring that page to try to prevent anything like that from happening again. But be smart. If someone's asking you 100 bucks for shipping and it's a number that's random, don't send the money. I, like Y'all should know this. Y'all should know this. Be smart. It's not us. We will let you know. We, I, will let you know when the contest is over and when the drawing happens and when you have your chance to win. So please be smart out there. Do not get got by these spammers. No cash necessary. No, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited. There you go. It's all in the description. We're not trying to get sued here, all right? We've got all the details of everything in the description of that video. If you haven't entered into our 5,000 subscriber sweepstakes, go to that video. It's on our channel. Leave a comment, and boom, just like that, you are entered to win. We've already got like four or 500 comments, so keep them coming. I mean, seriously. Absolutely. By the way, one entry per user. You can't leave 100 comments and be like, oh, yeah, that means I have 100 entries. No, it's not going to work like that. One entry per YouTube user now you're still using your mix mixer or whatever it is to for names and stuff what was that special machine you had ah yes the randomizer the randomizer is that still available of course it is okay yeah the randomizer will be available and i'm going to be doing the giveaway live on this channel so people will see the randomizer in action no come on oh yeah so they'll know i'm not pulling a u at the mullet open where you know hey hey B21, B21, bingo. You have that big thing around here circling it around. That's your randomizer. It won't be like that. How come the Texas cheaters are winning all of these prizes every year? They don't don't win and they complain that, hey, we're friends here. Shouldn't we win? No, that's the reason why you don't win. That's why you're, that's why you get an opportunity to take a BB gun home because you're a friend of mine. It'll shoot your eye out, kid. That's right, kid. Oh, oh man! Oh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be great. So next week. So be smart. I just posted a link in the YouTube comment line. There's the video right there. Uh, just comment on that video. You can comment on this one too. We appreciate all the feedback we're, we've been getting. But comment on that, and then you're entered to win. 
Uh, Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports will join us here in a couple of minutes. Before we get to Lee Buck, I want to go back to something that Jeff said. Okay. I think he hit the nail on the head. What is the identity of this offense right now? Like last year it was Bijan. Some people thought Bijan should have been the bigger identity or more of an identity. Right. Because people felt like he didn't get the ball enough considering how good he was. But clearly he was the strength of the offense in the run game and the pass game. Find a way to feed five. And they did that. And that was the best part of what this offense did in 2022. Well, you don't have Bijan. You don't have Rojo. I thought going into the year, the strength of this offense, hey, your dogs. That was, yeah, that's Zach. There's yeah, somebody Zach. coming to fix the door today. Yeah, Zach is, uh, Zach is a yapper for sure. You know that well. Oh, man. But I thought going into the year, like, hey, Quinn Ewers, all the stuff we heard about him this offseason, that he was different, that he was more mature, obviously the haircut, the weight loss, like this was supposed to be the year. And I thought, hey, the identity of this Texas offense was going to be the passing game. Right. With Ewers, with Worthy, with Sanders, with all of those weapons, it's like, okay, well, the run game might not be as good but the passing game is going to pick up the slack and Texas's offense is going to be hell even better than what it was last season after three games. I know it happened in Alabama, but it's hard to say the passing game is really the identity of this offense. I don't know what the identity of this offense is. I don't know what they do. Great. We know they can do certain things well at times, but they have not shown the ability to do anything consistently great through these first three football games. No, I, I I'm, I'm really surprised that once again, that Sark doesn't, you know, implore his team that we need to run this ball in the first half. We need to really get after these guys. We need to open it up so that our passing lanes are even wider. We got to make people understand that we are a willing team to run the ball in the first quarter. We don't have to come at you with three straight passes to start out a football game. That's not what we want to do. We want to be balanced, but we also want to let you know that we'll run the ball on second down. Hell, if, if, if we get, if we get three on first down, We'll run it again. We'll back-to-back run it at you in the first and second quarter. It just seems like they're looking for big plays way too soon. You know, there's this thing about this group and big plays and bombs. I mean, take a five-yard out. You know what I'm saying? Take a swing screen and let it develop a little bit. You know, use your – this team is going to come after you this week. They're going to still try to put pressure, which I love it. Bring all the pressure you want to, Baylor, because we'll dump the ball off to – to Jonathan Brooks because he's good at the screen game. Dump it off. He'll set his blocks up, blocks up, and then they'll be gone down the field. Do some things that are a little bit different because, once again, Sark, you're not going to see the same things you've been seeing from Baylor. You know, I know it's Dave Aranda's defense, but they're not going to run the same exact thing they run at, that they ran against Texas State and just got throttled. They're not going to do that and just say we got good players too. Uh-uh, that's not going to happen. Excuse me, Buck. I'll tell you what they might do. They might do what they did defensively last year where they gave the Texas offensive line some problems, right? Jeff was talking about that, and that's a Dave Aranda special. That wasn't even Baylor really breaking tendency. That was just Dave Aranda doing what he likes to do, and it worked against the Longhorns last year. Now, I know Texas won that game in Austin, but, man, uh, Quinn Ewers was sacked five times. He was hit a number of times more, and just the offensive line with the muddied fronts and the delayed blitzes and the twists and the stunts, the communication was off. That was the last game of the season, and Texas didn't have their puppies in order for that one against Baylor. So all of that stuff is coming tomorrow in Waco. And, hell, Rice did that stuff in week one. Yes. What was the biggest takeaway for Texas fans after that one? What's wrong with the O-line? They don't have it figured out. They can't pick up a twist and a stunt. So this will be a test. Obviously, the O-line was awesome against Bama. They were fine against Wyoming. Not great early, but obviously as the game progressed they picked up a little bit and Wyoming kind of wore down in the second half but yeah, Baylor's going to do that stuff that worked last year 
They're going to do that stuff that Rice did in week one. So even if they do break tendency a little bit, which I'm sure they will, uh, the stuff that they do well is the stuff that Texas has struggled with over the last few games dating back to last season. Yeah, and when you listen to Jeff, I mean, Jeff believes that the Texas Longhorns are one of the more powerful teams in the country. So wear them down. Make them have to be the ones substituting, you know, their second and third string guys that aren't going to be up to snuff with your guy. This group right now is physically fit and able to wear teams down. And I think they're able to do it early, BK. They just kind of come out finesse type early in games. They just want to be – I don't know if it's cute or whatever it is. It's a It's a. we want to get our, our passing game. We want to get Quinn Ewers going. We want to get his feet set. So we're going to throw a couple times early to see if he's got it. Well, no. How about jamming it right down their throats early and see if they've got it? Start wearing them down from the beginning of the game because we know what Texas is like in the fourth quarter. They play good football. They've got players. They've got athletes that are ready to go. They're able to go to the distance. And if you're throwing in your substitutes in the third and in the third and fourth, especially in the fourth quarter, if you're a team playing against Texas and you lose using a lot of substitutions in the fourth, that's a problem for you because Texas is strong in the fourth quarter right now. So mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to be able to to handle it early, as as he says. Let send that message early. You know, as the team on the road, send it, send it to them early that you're ready to go. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. All right. I see our guy in the waiting room. It's time for maybe my favorite segment of the week right here on Bucky and BK. Our man, Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports and ParamountSports.com joining us for his weekly picks. And this man has been hotter than lava as of late. What's going on, Lee? I'm good. Can't complain. Uh, Finally, we get a college football weekend we've been waiting for. My wife asked me, she said, can you, she wants to hang a bird feeder. So she's like, what, what time do you have tomorrow? I'm like, between like 6.52 and 7.15. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. That's the schedule for you, huh? <laughs> I'm not leaving man cave here. You know, Let me now. tell you something. You were hot last week, Lee. And you, I mean, it's, it is early in the football season, but you've got to feel for these teams right from the get. And there are a number of great football games coming up this weekend, including the Texas Longhorns, I believe. I, I think to start out conference play for the Longhorns is going to be very, very special. I think every, you know, we've talked about it all week that uh, Steve Sarkeesian and this defense also, you're not going to see the same things you've been used to seeing the teams that you've been playing. These teams aren't here to get beat by you. They're out, man. They're outgunned. You've got more talent. You know, your recruiting is now coming to the, you know, to the forefront now. And these teams are, they're not here to just get rolled. So they're doing things that they've never done before. So you've got to be prepared for if something is off kilter that you haven't seen on film, that you have to go by the rules, the closest to the rules that you have, whether it's on the offensive line, the defensive line, the secondary. But you can't can't be surprised by people doing things different to you. That's just football. Yep, I agree. Um, And especially since they're leaving the Big 12. Yes. Normally you get a, a real good shot. Every, you know, everyone gets up for Texas, just the way it is. So um, they're going to get up doubly and triply hard, uh, more than they've ever done before. So let's uh, let's hit on some big games here. Yeah, absolutely. A lot to get into. You said it. A massive weekend of college and pro football. We've got five college games to talk about because it is a yeah. great slate tomorrow. Florida State and Clemson, Lee. The Seminoles escaped Boston College last week. You know, Clemson looked awful against Duke. The whole country was watching on Labor Day. This game is in Death Valley. Florida State, a two-point favorite. Upset alert. How do you see this one going down? So this is a tough game. 
these two teams are heavyweights. I think Clemson has rebounded some since that opening night loss against Duke. Um, it just they had every break went against them in that game. But I still think that Florida State's the better team. I think you discount a little bit, a little bit on what Boston College did. Uh, Boston College had a mobile quarterback, and Boston College gave him some problems. That kid ran around there, and Florida State has had trouble against mobile quarterbacks, but Cade Klubik is not a mobile quarterback. Just 63 rushing yards in three games here. Uh, Clemson, this is it. They lose this game. They're done with a conference, done with any type of national championship dreams here. I think Florida State's their receivers are special. I think they're going to come up with one play there, maybe on special teams. That's a difference here. I like Florida State. Tough game, 27-23. That's a good, that's good call, Lee. That's a good diagnosis of those two teams. Now, of course, the, the game that will play down in College Station, Texas A&M versus Auburn. I had asked BK about this Auburn football team, and did he think they've gotten better, you know, over since, since last year? They kind of remain the same. They're still building in, in Auburn. And, you know, you've talked to us about Texas A&M, Lee, and talked about how this receiver group has a couple guys that are NFL type of players, and you like this quarterback. What about this run game for, for Texas A&M? Will they be able to run against Auburn? I think enough. And, you know, when they played last year, I think they only had one offensive line starter in that game when they lost 13 to 10. Connor Wegman, I mean, he got hit early and often in that game. I think this is a game they've been pointing to. Whereas where I thought Miami was going to be ready for AM, I think AM is going to be ready for Auburn here. Connor Wegman, I think, is going to be a starter in the NFL. He's that good with his arm and also making decisions. He wasn't the reason they lost. I mean, one of those interceptions, his receiver fell. They had a kick return for a touchdown in that game. Miami was ready here. I think that his receivers, three guys, maybe even four, will be playing at the next level here. This Auburn offense, I mean, what are we seeing? They have no offensive identity right now. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have any receivers that scare you here. I still, I think they're still getting used to the offensive system here. And even their defense, no great shake here. Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it. I like A&M big. Payback is a you-know-what, 37-20. Sometimes you got to lay it if you're going to play it. I love that. Hey, the game of the day on paper, Lee, the top 10 matchup in South Bend, Ohio State at Notre Dame. The Buckeyes, despite being the road team, three-point favorites going into South Bend. Who do you like here? So, first real test for both of these two teams. You know, it seems like a lot of these Big Ten teams don't play anyone uh, but I, I think in the future, maybe, hopefully, people get the message. Strength of schedule is going to be important once we go to 12 teams in the playoffs. But I think Notre Dame's been waiting for this game since they lost opening game last year. Now, what do you think, point-wise, uh, three, four, six, seven, or ten points, how important do you think that uh, Sam Hartman is compared to last year's quarterback? How many points? Ten. Yeah, honestly, he's that yeah, good. I, I agree. Now, most most coaches and most uh, odds makers would tell you four, six, or seven. So I think it's 10 or more. Last year, after three games, Notre Dame, three touchdowns from the quarterbacks, three interceptions. This year, 15 touchdowns, no interceptions. Last year for Ohio State, they had – 
12 touchdowns from C.J. Stroud, no interceptions. This year, pedestrian 7-2 and two against lackluster competition here. I think home field is important <laughs> in this game. I think the running backs for Notre Dame are going to get enough. Uh, whenever Ohio State goes up against a power team, nothing special from their defense here. Uh, this, this this running back duo for Notre Dame averaging 8.3 and 6.6 yards per carry here. Wrong team's favorite. Notre Dame outright, 28-24. Yep. I'm going for the fighting Irish with you there, Lee. I like the Irish. I very seldom ever go with the Irish. Right. Being a Boston college guy and a very good Catholic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Those bad Catholics. Wait, wait, are, you, are you saying Notre Dame Catholics oh, are not good Catholics? Oh, no, no. Not compared to Boston college Catholics. I agree. We're not I in the agree. same, same – Heavens, if you may. And, and, and I can't stand both teams. They've done wow. My, my, Miami, I mean, playing Notre Dame with Lou Holtz. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. threatening he's going to kick, you know, you know, Jimmy Johnson's you-know-what and and those that those tussles we had. And then Ohio State, uh, when they beat us in the 2002 Fiesta Bowl for the national championship, no love lost. Uh, I hope both teams uh, – do battle and it ends up in a, to be honest with you, 2020 tie. <laughs> there you go. Good job, Lee. Lee, uh, a, a game that I'm, I'm real interested in. Yeah. And this team is on a roll right now. It's the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah. You know, as, as, as we get close enough, you know, just a couple of weeks before Texas and OU play up at the Cotton Bowl, this team is getting primed right now. They're starting to really find their way offensively and playing a Cincinnati group that's, they're not bad, but they're not real, real good. Uh, 14 seems to be low for me. I, 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 I've got to see Oklahoma really continuing to rally and score big numbers against their opponents leading into when they get a chance to play uh, the Longhorns. So I, four, minus 14, it just doesn't seem like it's enough. Well, you know, everything's going, you know, perfect for them so far this year. So I think the problem here for Oklahoma is I still don't know how good their defense is. I think Emory Jones, who started off at Florida, then goes to Arizona State. Now he's at Cincinnati. I think he's going to do enough. The moment isn't going to be too big enough for him. Also, I love their receiver, Xavier Henderson. He was down here at Columbus High. He goes to Florida. This guy, I thought he was one of the best receivers I've ever seen in South Florida. I thought that Florida misused him. He's already had a couple games where he's approached 200 yards receiving. I think he's going to have a big game. He's 6'3". He can jump. He can get up about 14, 15 feet. His vertical leap is is he can touch the top of the backboard. Mm. So I think he's going to make some big plays here. First conference game for Cincinnati in their history in the Big 12. They'll, you know, they'll be up for that game here. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not sold. You know, they got like four receivers uh, that they play most of the time. They play six receivers and four running backs. They got to hone in on a couple guys here and I think it's going to be a little bit different. When everything looks perfect for Oklahoma, that's where they have problems here. Mm. I think they escape 34-30. Oklahoma uh-huh. has trouble. Wow. about that? Yep. wouldn't mind seeing that wow. at all. All right, Lee, before I ask you about your free play and uh, we tell the people how to get involved with Paramount Sports and all of the great things you have going on over there, how about the game in Waco, Texas? At Baylor, the Longhorns 3-0 for the first time since 2012. They're ranked number three in the country, their highest ranking since the end of the 9 season. Texas fans obviously excited about what this team can do. Meanwhile, Baylor 
How about your Texas State Bobcats beating the crap out of them a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> They're one and two. Their only win came against an FCS team. Texas, a 15-point favorite. Can the Longhorns cover up I-35 in Waco? You know, I think that they can. I mean, how do you respect a quarterback named Sawyer? First name Sawyer. <laughs> Sawyer Robertson is just not good enough. I mean, 10 for 22 last week for 113 yards here. This is not a talented Baylor team. I thought the last coaching staff did a great job uh, with what they had. The talent level has fallen off here. Texas just, they got to come, they got to they attack from the word go. They did not come prepared mentally to play last week. I think they're going to be up for Big 12 play here. Now, if they don't, then we, got, we might see some problems here. And, and then maybe we start saying maybe, you know, the Alabama win wasn't so great. So I think they're going to come to play here. And I think it's going to be field day. You guys have field day when you were younger? Oh, yeah. yeah. Field day here. I like Texas, 42-17. Ah, uh, the field day. That sounds like field day to me. You're absolutely right about that, Lee. This is yes. this is a group that has a lot to play for every week now for the Texas yeah. Longhorns being number three in the nation. They 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 don't need to be going downward. They need to keep moving upward as these teams, you know, with, with the Georgias of the world struggling. You know, Michigan will have their coach back. You know, they still got to play Penn State and Ohio State to go. Texas has to take care of their business in the beginning. Because once again, I, 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 Lee, I want to say this. I thought Sark won the Alabama game, and I yeah. thought this head coach is going to have to win two games during the course of the year. Now, he won the Alabama game. He did things that really helped this team win, his talented team they executed. I don't expect Baylor to be a game that Sark has the win for the, for the Texas Longhorn. I expect this team to win that football game. I agree yep. with you, 100%. I did, too. I did, too. All right, Lee, before we let you go, your free play. This is an interesting one, man. Kansas-BYU. The Longhorns will play KU next weekend in Austin. They'll get BYU here in Austin a little bit later in the season. Uh, BYU coming off of an impressive win at Arkansas. Kansas is 3-0. and Free play. If folks want to get your pick for this one, where can they find you? Yep. So is this going to be a blowout or a trap game? So – uh, we're going to find out real quick. You want to get this game for free. Be one of the first 10 callers. Uh, call 800-400-9741. And on Saturday, tomorrow, I've got my college football underdog shocker going. I think there's a line that's off more than a touchdown in a college football game. We're 25-12 and 12 this year. You want to hop on board? Baker's Dozen. 13 games Saturday and Sunday. Just $97 or how about two weeks? Two weeks of our phone service, just $127. One place, ParamountSports.com. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dozen. I love that. And the underdog special. Lee, great stuff. We really appreciate it. We'll give a shout-out to uh, Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers, but anything, any Bill stories you've got for uh, for us this week? I, I think he's been quiet. You know, unless <laughs> – if Texas A&M loses this game, I, I think it's it. I mean, he, he totally disappears on us. But – I have a feeling they're gonna they're gonna have a romp there in College Station, and you know he's gonna be whooping and hollering and whatever they do at Texas and State. hugging each other and stuff oh, and swaying and moving oh. and stuff. Yeah, I love that. Uh, uh, I, when they win, when they're on a roll, I start getting texts. He doesn't sleep much, like four ten, four fifteen in the morning. <laughs> I mean, they're rolling in one after another. When they're losing after the Miami game, ghost. <laughs> He, he, he totally disappeared. Amazing. Lee, you're the best. We'll talk All next right, week. Lee. Have a good week, man. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. And, yes, shout out to our sponsor of the weekly Lee Sterling segment, Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers.
hey, you don't need to know diamonds or jewelry or watches. You just need to know Bill Cohen and his staff at Joe Cohen and Son. Dad always said, you have to have a great doctor. You have to have a great lawyer. You have to have a great jeweler. Well, Joe Cohen and Son, they're the great jeweler that they that you have been looking for. Bill is your guy. I'm telling you, these guys have been in business for more than 140 years in downtown Austin. They're right there at 6th and Congress. They are the very best at what they do, and they'll treat you right. That's the difference at Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers. Like There are a lot of jewelry stores that have a lot of pieces you can buy, but the difference is the service, the customer care you are going to get, the honesty, the integrity. Every single time you go in there, whatever you need done, they've got you. Bill is a great guy even though he's an Aggie fan, great dude. He will take care of you every time you go in there. Plus they've got free and convenient downtown parking. I'm telling you, I got a, I got a battery out in one of my watches. I got to go see bill at some point soon to get that bad boy fixed. If it's something like that. But of course, if you're looking for an engagement ring, a nice gift for your loved one, whatever, they've got it all massive selection, but more importantly, they are amazing people who are going to take care of you all of the time go see bill at joe cohen and son jewelers and we thank them for their support of texas sports unfiltered you know they're they're such fabulous people you know when when i when i first became a grandfather i got all my my granddaughters these music boxes and bill cohen and 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 cohen's down there got me these boxes they ordered these boxes and i would put these specialized silver coins every every christmas that's what i'd give instead of just Wasting money, I gave them the coins, and they'd put in there. They still had the jewelry boxes, and they love them. I mean, those folks will do anything that you need for them to do. That's how great they are. That's why they've been around so long and been so successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Many thanks to them for sponsoring that Lee Sterling segment every Friday. And uh, also, shout out to Last Stand Hats. I've got my all gas, no brakes lid on today. There you go. Getting ready for tomorrow's game. If you want this same lid, well, just go to laststandhats.com. And part of our 5,000 subscriber giveaway will be us giving you people a couple of last stand hats. So be on the lookout for that. But if you're looking for a badass UT hat or really any college you rep in the state of Texas, they've got a ton of them on site. Just check them out, laststandhats.com. And Buck, about Sue Patrick. Oh, my goodness, BK. The folks over at Sue Patrick, you know, they've given us these wonderful polos. That, that we'll be wearing. You'll see us on our site with these wonderful, wonderful uh, shirts. And, and I'm going to tell you, everybody's asking me about the shirt with the little baby horns, you know, little little horns. They're all over the place. They are absolutely fantastic. Jay Willems and Sue Patrick's, they've got an incredible selection of Texas Longhorn apparel. Uh, they've got the collectibles, the accessories, and they've even got more. They've got tons of Texas-themed gifts, and they're available right there at Sue Patrick. Plus, they got all the men's and women's uh, clothing. They offer shipping, free shipping for online orders over $49. Free curbside parking available for you. Tons of parking. Now you go to spots here that we're used to trying to get our Longhorn gear and you've got to, you know, you've got to, you got to pay for the parking. You got to, you'll be parked blocks away. Not at Sue Patrick's. They have this massive parking lot. Park there for free. Walk right in their wonderful store. Say hello to Sue. Say hello to Jay. And folks are located at 5222 Burnett Road. Everything you need, you'll find it at Sue Patrick. And for more information, go to SuePatrick.com. All right, Buck. Today is a very special anniversary for me and for college football fans oh, yes. everywhere. On this day, 16 years ago, September 22nd, 2007, we got 
this. If anybody hasn't read this article, I don't read it. This was brought to me by a mother of children. I think this is worth reading. Let me tell you why I want to talk about this article. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. It's fiction. Here's all that kid did. He goes to class. He's respectful to the media. He's respectful to the public. And he's a good kid. And he's not a professional athlete. And he doesn't deserve to be kicked when he's down. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me or our coaches. That's all I got to say. Makes me want to puke. Thank you, Coach. A mother of children instead of a mother of camels. Really? <laughs> a mother of children? Thank oh. you very much. That part I just love. Mother, a mother of children. Thank uh, you. Yeah, thank you for clarifying, Coach. Yes. A mother of children. <laughs> thank you. You got any dogs or cats or cows oh, no, or mother chickens? Of cats? Man, oh, man. Dude, that was I, beautiful. I mean, that was about 50 seconds long. And I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven drops that I used in my radio producing career. By the way, we're working on drop technology here on Texas nice. Sports Unfiltered. Next, so. you'll be looking at blitz technology. On Don't even say it. Don't tell these people that. Don't do it. I think we can make it happen. Oh, no, no. We might need, we might need your blessing on that deal. I know we can do voicemails now, but we might uh, find a way to get – the old school blitz on, and you oh, thought the blitz was unfiltered. Well, there was at least somebody screening the calls on the blitz. Yes. At least somebody like putting people on hold and stuff. This one will literally be like, if you call in, you're going straight on. No you questions just can't asked. Be. It just can't happen. You yeah. have to filter it. Oh, we don't filter on Texas sports unfiltered. Wow. It's in our name. So literally mother of children, three fourths of this is inaccurate. I love that okay. one too. Right. That's why I don't read the newspaper. You don't say that because you do read the newspaper. Yes, I do. It's garbage. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. That's obviously the best one, right? That's yes. the one that everybody quotes to this day. And then at the very end, makes me want to puke. All of those, all spectacular. I mean, you get more memes per capita in that. 50 seconds than you do in any other viral video in internet history. That is gold, Jerry. Gold. Yeah, the, the walk off, the drop the mic is makes me want to puke. Yeah. <laughs> really? And then he gets like an ovation as he's walking away. I think the rest of the media is like, they, they know what they just witnessed. They knew they just saw something special. Sorry, Gundy, you can't win the big one. Just put you on TV. Oh. Why aren't we playing that group? That guy, I know. I know. And it, like Gundy's had Texas's number in recent years, but Oklahoma State is awful this season. I mean, they got punked by USA, Team USA, South really? Alabama last week. Unbelievable. 33 to 7. So, yeah, happy anniversary to that. For my money, Buck. The best. The best sports press conference rant. Coach, player, pregame, postgame, in game, it doesn't matter. That is, the creme, uh, that is the creme de la creme yes. for yours truly. All right. One other uh, 
fun thing you want to get into unless you have something else you want to add on Gundy or other press conference rants no no that's that's plenty that I it'd be sacrilegious to do anything else besides that one on his day now he's got no that's his day that's special it is his day yeah today really should be like a national holiday Mike Gundy day for that one uh last night hey I got to give a tip of the cap to your New York Yankees you guys actually helped wait, out wait a minute did you say New York Yankee you mean the team that this guy was the captain of, the captain? That's right. The biracial beauty right here, <laughs> Derek Jeter. Are you kidding me? The that biracial dude? beauty. Come on, look at him. He's ready to play right now. Even at his age, he can go. He's a little short right now, but physically, mentally, he's capable of getting out there and doing what the Yankees do. Are they helping out the cause right now? Yeah, that's a figurine. It's the same height every day, Buck. Oh, okay. It's never going to grow, huh? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's like uh, one of those chia pets where if you put it in water, it grows. <laughs> I don't think we've got that going on with the, the little Jeep figurine that you've got. Now, the Yankees beat the Blue Jays, and obviously the Rangers and the Astros are kind of fighting with Toronto for AL playoff positioning. Uh, the Astros, the Rangers, the Mariners were all off yesterday, so no changing in the standings there in the American League West. The Astros still have a half-game lead over both the Rangers and the Mariners, but uh, obviously you've got four teams fighting for three spots. The Yankees doing the Texas teams and Seattle, of course, a little bit of help by taking care of business against the Blue Jays at Yankee Stadium yesterday. But that's not what we're talking about here. The guy who threw out the first pitch yesterday was one Stephen A. Smith. You, you've been his work. I guess not. Yeah, well, here's uh, Stephen A's first pitch attempt from yesterday. Was that my sister that threw that out there? (laughs) Could you have done better than that? My goodness. Give me a little wind up there, Stephen A. One more time. Yeah. Just a one hopper. Back to the pickleball court there, Stephen A. You think Stephen A's a pickleballer? He is. Sure he is. Go <laughs> around picking on pick, hey, picking on the kids in the neighborhood saying, Come over here, my court. Yep. He's talking trash about everybody and then wondering Absolutely. how that pickleball game impacts LeBron's legacy. That's that's what they do. Well, I haven't showed this video to anybody on Texas Sports. Oh no, oh no, 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 not another one. <laughs> it was on my Twitter account, but this happened a few months ago when I was in Houston. I got the chance to throw out the second ceremonial first pitch of my life. Nice. I threw out one at a Round Rock Express game a few years ago, and I one-hopped it. It was not great. I got a shot at redemption down in Houston at the Sugarland Space Cowboys game, the AAA oh. affiliate of the Houston Astros. And uh, I'll let you decide how I did, Buck. Here's the video. There we go. Out to the mound. Confident walk. Confident stride. Not very, the... t- not very tan for summertime. No. We're gonna... Dude, that was some horse shit right there. <laughs> I mean, what, what, I mean seriously. There? Why did that ball explode out of your hand? You look like the kid at the U.S. Open tennis deal throwing, throwing a tennis ball to a to, Roger Federer or somebody. I mean, come on. 
Here it is again. No real windup. Just went out there and. Mm. Wow. That yep. is some horse puck stuff there. That is bad. Yeah. Our friends at Jack Allen's Kitchen, just a bit outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Boy, Jack Gilmore watched that. My goodness. Maybe you should go see the doctor like I did yesterday and have them check your arm or your elbow. Dude, the first one I threw, like, I warmed up a little bit the day before, and, oh, my God, I was overthrowing. I was just playing catch with a buddy, and I was overthrowing him over and over again. Like, I played baseball in high school. Like, I, I wasn't great, but I was good. I played this sport growing up, and... Yeah, and then out there at the Round Rock game, I one-hopped it. I was so worried I was going to overshoot the catcher that I one-hopped it. I overcompensated. Well, this time I'm like, I got to do something completely different. I'm not going to warm up at all. I'm not going to stretch out. I'm not even going to pick up a baseball until I uh, take the rubber uh, the rubber in, uh, in Sugar Land. And, well, the result wasn't much better. That, I feel – I you know what? I've done it one time at Round Rock Express – and I can't throw with my right. I know my. I have a frozen right shoulder. I threw it lefty, and I threw it wide outside, but it got to the plate, and I was good with that. I didn't care as long as I didn't hit anybody or kill anybody's kid. You know what I'm saying? And it yeah. didn't roll up there. I mean, I, I was originally going to throw it like a damn softball, underhanded into the catcher's mitt, but I got it there lefty because I do everything lefty now since I've got everything from the back to the shoulder. But that's okay as long as you overthrew it. You know what I mean? That was that better thing, than the one hop. Oh, anything's better than a one hopper up there. I don't care if you throw it sidearm and into the dugout. Just let it get there, you know? Yeah, a little 50 cent action by me in that one. And the worst part, so when I threw out the first pitch in Round Rock, the guy who caught the first pitch on a hop was Pete Cosma. Oh, yeah. He got cut a week later. The guy <laughs> threw him. the first pitch to in Houston, Corey Lee. Great dude. Interviewed him earlier that day. We did our show at the ballpark that day. Uh, I was literally telling people. I told Corey himself. I'm like, dude, if you're catching this tonight, you're in trouble. Because here's what happened the last time I threw out a first pitch. I was telling all of our listeners, like, something bad is about to happen to Corey Lee. And then literally three days later, he gets traded away no. from the Astros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Athletics or somebody. So that is the, I think, to, to the White Sox. Wow, that is. Even worse. That is the curse of BK. Like, you you think you control the weather? Yes. I control farm systems in Major League Baseball. Great. Okay? Don't so let it, him throw it out. Yeah. Wow. You're, like, literally, next time I throw out a first pitch, I, I'm sure the, the, the great folks, Chris and company at Round Rock, well, shoot, maybe they'll be like, no, we're not going to let you throw a first pitch again. But if I do get the chance to throw out a first pitch, uh, say goodbye to uh, whoever catches it because that wow. guy will not be on the team a week later. That is yep. tough. That's tough sled. But Stephen A, for all that yapping he does, he threw a one hopper in there. Dude. Mm. Dude, that was like sissified. I mean, that was like, come on, man. Can't wait to hear what his excuse is for that one today. You got to have, have a good one. Look at that leg kick at the end of that thing. Yeah, he didn't have to kick out that leg. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't know what he's going Ballroom with dancing? <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. About 13 minutes left in the show. Uh, we'll do plenty of Texas-Baylor conversation, obviously, during our pregame show, live at Cobert yes. B-Cave. By the way, shout-out to Cobert B-Cave. We'll be there doing pregames tomorrow. If you need a car, new or pre-owned, car, truck, SUV, there's no better place to go. 
than Covert Bee Cave. 42 acres out there in the beautiful hill country. They've got three state-of-the-art dealerships, seven different brands, the Caddies, the Jeeps, those Ram trucks. They've got them all. Great people over there as well. Love our friends out at Covert Bee Cave. We'll be doing the pregame there tomorrow, which I'm looking forward to that. Two full hours, guys, of pregame show. We don't give you – we don't decide if maybe we shouldn't do a pregame show this week. We do a pregame show every week. There will be some that will say, maybe not this week. We don't need to do pregame. Or maybe we'll give you 45 – maybe we'll give you a half hour. Maybe we'll even give you a full hour. No, we're going to give you two hours of pregame. That's right, for the number three team in the nation. That's what we're going to do just for you. Always a good idea when the flagship doesn't have a pregame or postgame show, right? How's that, that work? That makes sense. It doesn't is, is the answer to that one. Uh, your thoughts on, on Texas Baylor right now? I mean, all, all week long, you've sounded very, very confident, and you believe that Texas isn't going to struggle much with this Baylor bunch. You keep calling them Waco High on the on this show. You're still feeling good on a Friday that the Longhorns are going to go up I-35 and just make this one look pretty easy tomorrow? I am. I think they're, they've, they've got – added incentive to get going early in a football game. I, I, I've got a feeling that coaches talked about that an awful lot, not just the head coach, but coaches throughout that football team. Position coaches have talked, we need to get going, and we need to get going right off the bat. So this once again, this is not 11 a.m. This is not one of those deals where you say, well, our guys didn't get out of bed. It took them a while to get out and loose and everything else. They don't play till 6.30 at night. They should be ready to go and ready to get ready to take over you know, this this championship, get to this championship. This is the start of your championship run right here. Shouldn't be any, you know, we just barely got by, you know, in Baylor. Maybe we'll pick it up the following week. Maybe we'll pick it up against Kansas. You better be able to pick it up this week or it's going to be tough to pick it up next week. That's a different, uh, yeah, that's a different cat that you'll be playing next week or a different Jayhawk you'll be playing next week. So get it done this week. Get started. Get off to a good start offensively, defensively, special teams. And one thing you cannot do on the road is you can't turn the ball over on the road. Texas has been very good at handling the football, not giving it to their opponents. It can't start this week, BK. You can't give this group any kind of hope. Their fans are going to – this is the biggest game they'll play all year long. We know that. So don't give the fans any hope. Don't give the football team any hope by just handing the ball over to them. You've got to protect the football, and you've got to protect your quarterback. Yeah, the good news is Texas only had one giveaway through three games, right? It was yes. that Jaden Blue fumble in the fourth quarter against Wyoming when the game was in hand. The bad news is Texas only had one giveaway through the non-con last year. Yes. And then the, the turnover bug obviously got them at very inopportune times throughout the course of the 2022 season, including that conference opener in Lubbock, right? The first game Texas played in the Big 12 last year, a road game against a rival team. Yes, I'm calling Tech a rival. Yes, I'm calling Baylor a rival. Uh, Texas coughed it up a few times. Obviously, in overtime, the Bijan fumble, which led directly to Texas Tech winning that football game. They were pretty clean in the non-con slate last year, and then Big 12 play happened, and that was a problem for Texas. Uh, that can't be a problem because, yeah, Texas is so much better than Baylor. If the Longhorns don't beat themselves, they're going to win, and they're going to cover tomorrow. So dumb penalties, turnovers, mental mistakes, those are the only things that, are going to make this game close yes. and slip Texas up tomorrow night. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see. I, I don't think that this group they're playing is talented enough to beat them. I don't think this is going to be a game that we have to look back on at the end of the season and say, "Well, Sark won that one." This should be a team win. This shouldn't be the coach having to call dynamic plays in order to get guys wide open. You're better athletes than they are. You have better position players than they. Just do the fundamentals right, and you should be able to win this game. 
can't have drop balls. You can't go up there on the road and have balls that hit you in the hands and hit the ground. you got to be able to make those catches and make those plays and go above and beyond. Special teams got to travel with you also once again. You know, the guy with the funny hair, if he has the kick field goals, you got to make them all. You know, mm -hmm. uh, once again, as we've talked about, winning by one for the remainder of the season gets you into the championship. Not just right. the Big 12 championship. It gets you into the championship. So do what you have to do. But wake up. Don't 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 have to wait till the third and fourth quarter. We don't want the speech up on on Monday talking about how we were so ready to go in the fourth quarter. We'd like the guys to be going in the first quarter too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're right. Obviously, if Texas wins every game by one, then they're going to be fine. But in real time, it's going to be tough to feel that way, right? Like if the sure. Longhorns beat Baylor, who looks like one of the worst teams in the conference this year, if they only win this game by one point, it's not going to be like. Oh shit. Like, Oh, that means they're going to win every game by one point. It's going to be like, um, at, like, if they play like this, they're not beating Oklahoma. They might not beat Kansas. Uh, they're not going to beat Kansas state. They might, you know, they might lose multiple games. So right. in a sense, yeah. Like, Hey, if I could sign up for Texas winning every game by one point this you year, would. I, I guess I would. Cause that's a trip to the playoff and hell, if they win those games by one point, then that's a national championship. That's true. There right you go. There. So of course the answer to that is yes, but obviously just in a vacuum, if the Longhorns escape Waco tomorrow, yes, they will be one to know in the standings. That's the most important thing. That's right. But I think every Texas fan will be feeling like, Oh, Oh God, like th this team's going to lose a couple of games this year now. Well, I, I like I said, I, I think this is a, I'm going to take it that this is a mature a mature team. I watched them, you know, going to Tuscaloosa and beating Alabama, which is a, incredibly hard to do. We all know that. I just think this is a team that they may be better on the road than they are at home, which is, is scary, but they just may be, this may be a group that when they just gather together, you know, the, the 45 or 50 some guys that they travel with BK, they're probably, they may be better when they're away from away from Austin, Texas. And we'll find out tomorrow. We really, really will, and what this team will be like on the road because, you know, in the past, they haven't been that great on the road. So they got to conti continue. This will be the second – this is the second roadie. Continue the way you played at Alabama. You should be just fine. You can get a couple of roadies in on the way to Waco, right? Of course you can, but yeah, you probably a few, shouldn't. A few old stats on the way there? Yeah, unless you're in the back seat somewhere. Is that still illegal, the whole uh, you know drinking and Open, driving thing? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's illegal. No, you can't drink and drive. Huh. Come on. I think it's illegal also if there's an open beer in the car, even if it's not the driver who's drinking. Could I have somebody say to me, I had I, I, even actually on the radio say this. Well, I think you can drive, like if you're on the lake, you can drive a boat drinking. I'm like, dude, you can't, you can't, it's like a car. You're not allowed to sit there with open cans and drink. No. Or I may be wrong. Maybe you can't be intoxicated, but I've got a feeling anytime you're behind the wheel, if you're driving my grandkids to school at the bus you can't have an open container with the kids in a, <laughs> i don't a think brown paper bag or something just if, if you're driving in your yard doing mowing and you're on your john deere or your kubota i think you're good you're good to go until you get out on the street then you got to put that can away that can has you have to throw it back over the fence i don't think you can drink and actually drive you got to uh you got to switch to a can of dip or something instead olipop yeah, that will work too. Hey, let's hear one from Steve Sarkeesian here. 
Uh, we haven't heard a lot from Sark today. We'll play plenty of these cuts throughout the day and, of course, during our pregame show tomorrow. Sark was asked about a point of emphasis during practice this week. I thought this one was interesting. You know, I think inevitably it's just being intentional. You know, we, we want to be intentional with, with, the, with the things that, that we're asking of them, whether it's the run game, the pass game, you know, it's run defense, pass defense. You know, we just really feel like when, when you win the first down, you got a much better chance of winning third down and staying on the field or, and, or getting off the field on defense. And so um, if you can get positive yards on first down, that allows you to, you know, do some different things on second down. Um, But if you get forced with a third down, you're in that, you're in that, you know, much greater makeable range from a percentage standpoint to convert and extend drives. Yes. You got to extend drives. We, there, we, this cannot be on the road a bunch of three and outs. Your first down has to be the first down will be important to this team on the road, BK. I don't care whether you pass it or throw it. You know, I want to I want to run it. I want to give the run game an opportunity. But if you do decide to drop back and pass, you got to complete these passes and they have to be for gains. You can't you can't put yourself behind the chains on the road. No, you can't. And this has been one of the worst first down teams in all of college football this year. And that has translated into this being one of the worst third down teams in all of college yes. football this year because they've had so many third and longs they've had to deal with because they don't have success on early down. So, yeah, I mean, run the dang ball, man. Like, run the ball. That that should be the point of emphasis this yes. week. Okay, be run intentional. It. Be intentional on running the football. All right? Like, you should be able to run it all over this group. Texas State was able to bully. Baylor in the trenches a couple of weeks ago. You should have no problems being able to impose your will. Jeff said it earlier, right? DJ Campbell in at right guard. He's a much better run blocker than he is pass blocker right now. I think he's a better run blocker than Cole Hudson is right now. Yes. The football you've got. Be stubborn stubborn tomorrow. Yeah. And then like that should be the point of emphasis right there. And yeah, you pick up hell. If it's four or five yards on first down, that's better than a lot of these incompletions that uh, you've been throwing. Yeah, because they get you uh, nothing. It goes right back to the line of scrimmage. You yeah. get nothing out of these deals. Yeah, exactly. So and, like, and your players have to come to play. You know, guys have to step up. I don't care if the tackle is playing in the backfield. If the ball is thrown at him, make a play. It's time. Guys have to make plays. You know, I, I talk about the one sensational player that Texas has. It's time for some other guys to shine on this football team. You're in conference play now. Other guys like Jay Witt have to shine. You know, if Cooks gets in, the, if Cook gets in the game, he's got to make a play. Can't drop a ball. You know, Jaden Blue, he gets in the game. You can't put it on the ground if you're in these games. These games are important right now. Every possession counts. Every play counts. You know, you. This is the time where you want to make big plays. You're in conference play. You want to be seen. You want to be known. You know, for for years to come with the Texas Longhorns. This is your time. It's your time. You're in conference play now. Preseason's over with. Yep. Nothing should face Texas tomorrow, no. right? Like if they're able to go into Tuscaloosa in front of those 100,000 rabid fans absolutely and, right. and play the way that they did, right? Only four penalties in that game. Very few mental mistakes. No turnovers. If they're able to do that there against them, they should be able to do that in Waco. They got, what, 50 to 60K at McLean. There's going right. to be a lot of burnt orange, you would think. It's going to be a record crowd tomorrow. Baylor's basically come out and said that already. There are going to be some Texas fans, though, in the building. Like, the atmosphere should not be too much for Texas. We saw, this group should they, not be overwhelmed. You're right. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. We'll talk way more about that tomorrow during our pregame show out at Covert B-Cave. And, of course, Chaos Theory hanging with hards. Trey and BK, Chip and Zay, and then Trey and Jeff on Longhorn Misfits this afternoon. Tons more Texas football conversation coming your way buck you did promise the people a thousand unit lock which means i'm gonna take the opposite so i really need to know 
who you, you won't have. take the opposite of this because your Texas A&M fighting Aggies will get Auburn tomorrow. That's oh right. Oh, my God. You're That's betting on the Aggies. Easy little 1,000-unit lock to get us back to minus 5,000 units. <laughs> I'll give you a 1,000-unit lock. Don't even worry about it. Take the Aggies tomorrow. Dude, why do you hate our listeners so much? Man? Why? What are you talking about? We have Aggie fans that listen to us. What's wrong with you? Well, now they don't like you because your picks suck. So now the, the Aggies are going to lose. So now they're mad at you. I guess some of our listeners might love you because it's like, oh, shit. Let me go bet on Auburn plus eight real quick. Don't take Auburn tomorrow. This kid Wigman will have a fantastic game tomorrow. He'll throw for over three bills. And the Aggies will <laughs> congrats to Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a congrats to Auburn, really? Yeah, well, I'm Auburn. Aggies. Amazing, amazing. All right, quick shout-out to a few more of our sponsors. Woods Comfort Systems. Want to give them some love. If something's wrong with your AC, you got to call the great people at Woods Comfort Systems. Check them out online at woodscomfortsystems.com. Jack Allen's Kitchen. I, I think it's Brad who's uh, who's in there watching, commenting from Jack Allen's. Is he really? Love that. So I, I'll probably go this weekend. I, I go there all the time. Love Jack Allen's. If you're looking for an amazing dining experience with the full bar, with TVs to watch the game, no better place to go than Jack Allen's Kitchen. Shout out to them. Absolutely, and, uh, man. All of our great sponsors. And, of course, 7-Eleven. Got to give them some love, too. Hard copy of the newspaper. That's a bad sell. Slurpees, Big Gulps, Nachos. They got it all at 7-Eleven. Buck, great show, my friend. I will see you tomorrow out looking at Court man. In I'm BK. looking forward to it. I'm so looking forward to this start of, of conference play, and no better way to do it than to play the Waco High Bears. <laughs> Absolutely Wait. great. Waco High. All right, we are done. Coming up now, it is Chaos Theory with Rodney and Wags. Fellas, take it away. <laughs>